Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Welcome to Chicago, where the fire serve cold. With the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south. The cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 74 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go. Don't forget to go to gritclothingcode.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That's TrueFan15. Go get your official TCSF shirts now. Right now. As always, I am Big Z and I'm here with my boy, E-Rock, what up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's the holidays. Why don't you just give us five stars? I mean, that's what we would do for you. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there, click on support, and you can subscribe for us low as 99 cents a month it's the holidays like i said help us make a little bit of extra coin my kids like uh gifts so we gotta you know <laughs> we gotta make some money uh every little bit helps uh look hey if you like the show tell your friends and they'll t- they will tell their friends and we can all be friends and we will all you know talk sports and listen to sports together and uh have a good time z what's up brother how was your week week was pretty good man uh let's see what did i do i gotta go backwards i gotta go I'm not chronological. Way, way back. Way back in the time. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? All right. So uh, I think I went. Uh, what did I do yesterday? <laughs> Shit. Oh, yesterday I went to a Friendsgiving. Uh, I got oh, invited. Friends yeah, a little okay. Friendsgiving. Yeah. Okay. It was more like a winter wonderland. And and she was uh, uh, one of our friends and and, and, and her husband. Um, they did an awesome job, dude. I, I'll show you pictures later. But okay. they put a backdrop in, in, the, in the sala. Or not, no, no, yeah, dining, yeah. in the dining room. Yeah, yeah. She's got twelve foot ceilings. It's all red, and oh, she put um, fancy. Yeah, just it, it was. It's a <laughs> bunch of Christmas quotes from different Christmas movies. Uh, okay. She had one from uh, uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Elf. They had different quotes all over all the different walls, and it was pretty good. Obviously, I just went there for the food. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I ate there. They had some lechon, some uh-huh. you know, some chicken. Yeah, yeah. So pretty good yeah. food. Pretty good spread. I was there for a little bit, and then you know, took my butt home. Uh, Friday, I was out in the, I was out in the burbs, uh, you know, getting a little my drink on. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw one of my former coworkers that made me out there as well. Uh, let's see, bowling, carry the team. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, for one game. How's your back hurt? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> no, this is the best I felt in about two years. It's really taken me a long road to get back to where I used to be in bowling uh, when I used to bowl in the upper one fifties and above. Um, and I, I was telling the guys like, I, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's a mental block or. The physical block of getting back to where I used to be, because obviously the the hip is an issue and the knee is an issue. Right. But I'm actually feeling no no residuals, no no pain the day after. I'm not swollen or anything like that. So that's good. Other than that, that's, I, a, that's a blessing, man. It is. It is. Because I, I wake up with the pain and my my 
the hip pain makes the knee hurt. And yeah. the knee, I'm like, you're overcompensating. Man. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, you got to get the other one fixed already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of these days. Yeah. Call I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's the same as the other one. I think there's something else going on in there. Yeah. I think there's like a, like something like clicking or rubbing. It's weird. Well, you, yeah, you might have what I have with your, your femur. The top of the femur is, missed, yeah. is not formed correctly and it's yeah. catching on the, uh, on the pelvis or the uh, labrum there. So nothing like catching the pelvis. <laughs> this is how you got two kids, man. <laughs> how was your week, bro? Bro, I can't but be- like I can't believe uh today's Sunday. Like I don't it flew by. The last thing I remember was uh Tuesday. Was, well not even that. The last thing I remember was was us four sitting down eating all that food and just being oh, stuffed. Yeah. And next thing you and I wake up and, and, and it's time for uh college football Saturday. Like that this week was like the fastest week I could ever remember. I remember it was like, what the hell happened? I don't even know what the hell I did this week. <laughs> it was just, it was just so fast. Uh, we had a little bit of a home improvement project. Uh, you yeah, know, I saw. Yeah, we got the uh, the mantle done for the fireplace upstairs, the electric fireplace, and you know, it was cool. Neighbors came by, helped us, uh, helped out. Some friends did some of the electrical work. So, I am terrible with that kind of shit. So I, I told my wife when she was like, "This is a good project to do together." I said, "This is a terrible project to do together." I fucking hate carpentry. I am not good at it, and even if you are good at it. It's you have to be so precise. Yep. And I am not like I, I, I'm an artist. I like I, I need a little bit of free you know lee, uh, free room leeway whatever you want to yeah. say to like you know fudge it here or there whatever it is. This is the reason why I kept failing drafting at Lane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. fucking terrible. Someone actually brought that up on uh, on Facebook. Uh, I think this week talking about Mr. Muir. I fucking hated that guy. I didn't have that piece of shit either. So don't him, worry about him, it. Him and Mr. Simmons. I had Mr. Simmons, and yeah, yeah it's a piece of shit. And, I, and so I had him senior year when I had to retake drafting. Mm-mm. And then and then he was like, you're a senior. What the hell are you doing in drafting? I was like, oh, Mr. Muir was a dickhead. He was like, oh, that's my best friend. We graduated yep. together. And I was like, you motherfucker. I hate you too. You can't say shit. I, man, dude, he used to fucking bully the shit out of me. Yeah. And that's something I don't do to the kids. I may nah. crack jokes in here, but I would never bully somebody to the bad that you, you don't want to go to class. You don't want to fucking uh, do anything for them. This dude, he sat me in the back of the room. No matter what I turned in, it was a C minus. Yeah, I literally traced someone else's project. Yep, C minus. Some someone else, uh, one of the ladies on the in the Lane Tech group was talking about how the fact that they literally did the same thing where they did a drawing and their partner did a drawing and they swapped because mm-hmm. no matter what, she would always get a bad like a, a bad at grade. least a lower grade than her male counterpart. Yep. So they swapped it, and and they still no matter what he saw her name and gave her a lower grade. So guess hey, what? Remember Vince. Yeah, I remember. Oh, I yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had uh, my second year drafting, and I can't remember. It was a fat white guy. It was on the second floor. Uh, Whatever. All of them. A uh, big racist <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck that dude. Yep. Literally, he did my drawing. He did the drawing of a garage. Yeah. Oh, I, I turned it in my name. He gave me an F because I something small, yeah. and it was my final. And I was like, "There's no way." I'm like, "You know what? I'm reporting you to this to the dean and the principal because you know what? He did the drawing, and here's my drawing that I did, which uh-huh. is." Just as good, uh-huh. and I was like, "This, you're being a racist." He's like, "Well, no, I'm not. I'm not." Like, the fuck you are. It, it was a lot of weird ass teachers, but guess what? Like, most, at least when we went there, most of the teachers that that were teachers mm-hmm. were teachers that they were there in the sixties when it was all boys. So I don't yeah. hear nothing about y'all who used to swim naked with your ghibli bits all <laughs> flopping around in the pool all naked and shit. And and they would brag about that. Like, yeah, he's got a six toe. We used to swim naked and be like, you're a weird motherfucker. You got a six toe. <laughs> they misplaced it. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't believe we're talking about that during the holidays. But hey, like I said, Thanksgiving is over somehow. We're all getting ready for Christmas. And, uh, you know, them government checks just ain't cutting it. So let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. 
With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and RCN. Let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales technicians and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech, that's ACSI.tech, and click on Careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. All right. Go get you a job. (laughs) This week, we talk about Andy Dalton and the Bears facing the Arizona Cardinals. The Bulls give no fucks about New York City. Notre Dame's wild ride and is always stirring the pot. And what you looking at? And part one of our interview with MLB insider Mike Rodriguez, a.k.a. Mike Deportes. This is fantastic. We got two whole shows of baseball talk, baby. But first, this is The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Story number one. And this story is an actual update uh, to a very serious story that we talked about last week. Minnesota Vikings defensive and Everson Griffin announced Friday night that he is bipolar and will become an advocate for mental health. Griffin called the police last week saying someone was inside of his home. He made several posts on social media, including one that showed him holding a gun and raised questions about his well-being. He eventually came out of the house and was transported to a mental health facility. The 33-year-old NFL player posted an update on Friday on his Instagram. It's true, I'm bipolar. I will embrace it and I will be an advocate for mental health. I've been running from it for a long time. I'm not ashamed of it anymore. It all started when my mother passed away. Mm. Went to, I went to, into, a, into a dark place. Thought I was great for many years. I promised this time I would do everything the experts say and my wife. This is, I'm reading a quote. So. Yeah. Um, I love my family and I miss my friends. Thank you for all the love and support. But most of, most of all, thank you for all the prayers. You know, I think you and I both have a a very unique relationship yep. with with our friends that have dealt with issues of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is one of those things where you know people wanted to joke about it when it was when it first happened. Uh, oh, he thinks he's seeing ghosts and all this other bullshit. And we were talking about CTE and things yeah. like that. And I'm like, you know what? Like we we fuck around a lot. We like to joke and, and make fun of each other and and our friends and, and things like that. But I mean, this is not a joke. You know, we've talked several times about. Um, you know, suicide prevention, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I am, I, I'll say that it, I'm glad to see that he's not only recognizing that he needs help, but that he is seeking the health that or the help that he needs for his mental health and that he is, um, you know, relying on his doctors and his family to help him out in, in this situation. Let's be honest. Like when it hits celebrities or, uh, um, professional players or people of status, when they are able to say, Hey, I suffer from this. I have this. It brings attention worldwide. Yep. And then, especially with the stigmata of men, you have to be tough, suck it up, you're being a pussy, all this and that. You know what? 
let's just let's be honest about it. That's all bullshit. That's all bullshit. 100%. If you need help, reach out to somebody. I'd rather talk to you for two hours than show up at your at your funeral. Let's be honest. One hundred percent. I mean, and look, uh, you know, we've done this before. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. If you or someone that you know is suicidal, the suicide prevention lifeline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five one eight hundred two seven three. 8255 give them a call and uh, talk to somebody because you know you're, you're right I'd, I'd much rather hear from you today than never hear from you again that's right story number two man these these stories are yeah. kind of depressing today uh-huh. man. yeah all right so the sandy springs police department released a video out of the may 29 21 arrest of marcel ozuna Anna Braves, Alfred and Marcelo Suna, appeared to be choking his wife as Georgia police officers enter the home in May. The, so the video's been released. I just watched it. It's pretty bad. So essentially, it looks like Osuna, uh, while his wife was taking a shower, took... She has two phones for some reason. Not asking questions about that, but... Okay. Yeah. So he pulls both phones, and she jumps out, and she wants the phones back. He doesn't want to give them to her. Um... He appears to uh, be choking her, and he says he's gonna. He threatens to kill her. She pulls a knife. Jesus. Yeah, it's a pretty bad and sticky situation. So it looks like MOB is gonna put him, uh, give him a retroactive twenty game suspension. Um, retroactive? It, well, cause I, I know he yeah. got suspended last year at the end of last year. Yeah. So it says MOB placed Ozuna administrative leave after the incident. On Monday, he was given a retroactive, unpaid 20-game suspension for violating the league's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. That's an awful. That's what she said. Oh, hey. hey. Yeah, so, I mean, come on, guys. Like, this is just sad to see because he's a good talent on the field. The problem that you have with the off-field and stuff, and it's, uh, it's just bad. Like, all these players are, like that other player, that football player that was beating yeah. his wife and just tossing around like a ragdoll. Ray, Ray Rice. Well, that one Ray too. Rice. That's the biggest one. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this this seems to happen all too often. Um, and and I don't, look, if you don't want to be there, just get out of there. There's no reason to be around, stick around, and just do some some heinous shit like that. I mean, just get the fuck away from there. If I mean, here's here's the thing. I, I mean, I can't lie. Unless you're a, uh, an agent for you know professional players, I don't know if you need two phones. Uh, that's a little shady. Um, or if you're yeah. like a lawyer or something like that, um, yeah. that's a little shady. But uh, you know, obviously there was something else going on there, and right, uh, not, not all the details are disclosed. Obviously, so it, it's just a, a bad situation. It's a bad look for yourself. Um, get the fuck away from it. Yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all been mad, and you know, the best thing for you to do is just walk away, yep. take a ride, go take a walk, whatever you need to do to get yourself out of that situation, clear your mind. Again, Med- meditate, pray, whatever you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Story number three. Let's let's end with a high note. Come oh, on, boy. Plumber finds cash checks in a wall at Joe Olstein's Lakewood Church. Damn, I wish I was a plumber at that point. All right, so insert joke there. Come on. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> you know why? I'm so distracted because I fucking hate this guy. So, so do much. I. He is such a piece of shit. He's a crook. He's a crook. And if I'm not mistaken, the money that they found was reported to be lost or stolen a while right. ago. I'm like, fuck this guy, man. Yeah, envelopes of cash and checks were found behind a loose toilet by a plumber doing repairs at a celebrity televangelist, Joel Osteen. Uh, so the plumber detailed the bizarre discovery made on November 10th at the Houston Mega Church on the morning show of 103, 100.3 The Bull. A country music station Bullshit. in that city. <laughs> yeah, there was a loose toilet in the wall, and when we removed the tile, the caller said, uh, 
We went to remove the toilet and I moved some insulation away and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. The plumber then contacted the maintenance supervisor and turned the, turned in the envelopes. Fuck, Fuck that. Fuck this guy. You know, I, look. I were not turned in shit. Look, listen. You know, I, I am not one to ever shy away from any topic. I, no, people, not you. Yeah, no. I, and, and people, it's rude to talk about politics and religion and money. I'm like, why? How do you learn things if you don't talk about them? You know what I mean? Like, I, to me, those are the most fascinating things to talk to people about. It, I, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm not, I don't want you to judge me. It's just I, as bad as sports. But yeah, I mean, like, it's just opinion. But yeah, it's to, opinion. To me, I feel like you can learn a lot from people by talking about those topics in particular. To see how smart they are about the topics. Well, it's not even just about that. It's just about, like, you know, I think when you talk about topics that are quote unquote uh, forbidden or taboo, you learn about yourself you learn about other people you learn what people actually know and what they don't know and what they think they know right and it's just fascinating to me just religion in general is fascinating to me to study and to learn about so um that being said fuck this guy uh you know he's running around the false pretense that oh i'm the savior look at my big gigantic (laughs) church oh oh good lord the good good the good lord bless me to take all your money and put it into this big giant fucking building and then you guys can come and worship me because you're not worshiping jesus you're worshiping me because i'm get the fuck out of here look let me tell you something number one that you should be taxed to like just tax the yeah. fuck out of this guy. Number two, if you got that big dumbass building just so people can come in there and sing with you, turn that into a fucking shelter. Yeah, turn that into a fu- food when distribution was, center. Yeah, when there was uh, the hurricanes, he didn't open his doors. No, because fuck him. That's why. Piece of shit. I can't stand that guy. I'm sorry, man. And uh, TV church, I don't give all. The, you, if you go through history, all of these t- these TV church guys are fucking uh, scumbags, scam artists. Oh like, yeah, fuck them all. And if you want to know why we talk like this, watch the show. Uh, uh, what's, what's the show uh, that that Kenny uh, Danny McBride did? Oh yeah, the what it was the, the uh, he's the, he's, he's down and down. No, no the 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 church one where he's oh the, yeah 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 uh, the righteous means. gemstones yes watch that yeah that and then you can understand why our opinions the way it is and if you don't like it well you can debate us or you or just Google this motherfucker and you know he's a piece of shit <laughs> fuck <laughs> that guy all right y'all I'm Big Z and that's news to me we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? 
Check out ACSI.tech and click on careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers. Hey guys, this is Mike Deportes and you're listening to True Chicago Sport Fine Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is The Loop, our Chicago Sports Roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, e What's up with the Golden Domers, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? Holy shit, what a week for Notre Dame Fighting Irish football. <laughs> so, Man, I got excited there, huh? So nice, I had to hear it twice. Yeah, Brian Kelly, the winningest coach in Notre Dame football history... Is now the head football coach at LSU. He unceremoniously left the Irish before even telling his fucking players. All right, let me stop you right there. And yep. I know you got a lot to talk about. Yep. I'm going to get my two cents here. Yep. What the fuck is going on? How do you, how does that work in college football where you can be in the hunt? You still have games left, possibly, if you know, going to go and leave your team hang, hanging dry there. Uh, regular season's over. Yeah. So there's no more games. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I didn't know this before this happened because you had, I want to say, Lincoln Riley left Nebraska or whatever the fuck he was, to, or Oklahoma, and he went to, I think, USC. That was a big thing, too, because Lincoln Riley was a, a big up-and-coming name in, in college and, and blah, 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 whatever. Um, the reason why they are, right after the season's done, why they're leaving their teams to jump ship is because oh. they moved up National Signing Day for high right. school players, right. and the, and they do that so that these high school players can get signed before Christmas. That's why they they leave so early to jump over. You know what I mean? What was it? It used to be like February, wasn't it? It used to be like in mid January where okay. they would actually sign. Yeah. Um. So they 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 changed it for the high school players, which benefits them, but it's shitty because your college players who they've been playing for this coach this whole time. Um. You know, it, look, Brian Kelly, like I said, twelve years, uh, winning his coach in, in in Notre Dame history, happened this year. You know what I mean? That right. that he he beat out uh, Newt Rockney. Could never win a championship, and that's hard to do at Notre Dame. That's just hard to do at Notre Dame. Um, he came. He kind of did the same thing when he left Cincinnati to come to Notre Dame, which ironically is the only team that beat Notre Dame this year. But that's yep. neither here nor there. Um, he was in like Central Michigan or Appalachian. Some what? So he's he's actually moved up through the rankings of, of foot, and he's only sixty years old. I mean, like I say, only because that's not that far away from us at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's only sixty. He he actually got a uh, a ten year deal worth at least ninety five million, and no previous coach has ever left the Irish to take a job in another school. So I want to say that we actually heard a lot of sound, um, and we were talking about this before. Where Notre Dame fans were like, I'm tired of Kelly, I'm tired of Kelly. And I'm like, this is a Boston guy, an Irish guy that, you know, he, he, he always talked about his dream job was being the head coach of Notre Dame football. He came in here, he did this thing, he did his thing. He went to the playoffs a couple of times. They went to a championship where they lost to Alabama years and years ago. So, I mean, like, I want to say, as, uh, aside from winning a title, which is extremely hard in this day and age in, in a city or a, a, a 
a team like Notre Dame football independent doesn't have that that championship game for a conference. He did his job here. I don't like the way he left because it was, yeah. it was leaked before, and the, the it was leaked before that the players actually knew, which was shitty for them. And the funny thing is, is that he's out there on the on the tarmac or whatever it is, and he's talking to uh, LSU, Louisiana State, who yeah. who just uh, got rid of Ed Bergeron, who is from Louisiana. He's the guy who's like, I'm so not going to put it back. <laughs> that, that water boy, guy, the water, water boy, boy yeah. yeah. So that's Ed Bergeron, who just two years ago. Won a national championship with uh, with Joe see. Burrow at the helm, yeah. so I mean, like he, you know, I think they bought him out or they got rid of him in midseason because college football is fucking weird. But he goes down there and he's introducing himself and he's like, "Hey, y'all, I'm Brian Kelly," and they're like, "You're from Massachusetts," and he's like, "Me and my family are so excited to be down here and we gonna win some football games," and they're like, "You're from Massachusetts." Yep, yep. <laughs> I did hear that sound there. That shit was hilarious. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, looks like you're doing a bit there, bro. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny, I gotta say. But it did not it did not take long for the Irish to find their next head coach. Just after eight o'clock this morning, the University of Notre Dame announced its 30th head football coach in program history. 33-year-old Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator this year, will take over as head coach here in South Bend. So, you know, South Bend, uh, Notre Dame, they had a really, really good defense this year. The former Bears fifth-round draft pick was tapped to be one of the youngest head coaches in, in college football. He's actually 35 years old, so that kid was wrong. Uh, he spent only one season as Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, and he was a player favorite since coming to the Irish. Uh, Freeman brought in his young family and addressed the team shortly after the announcement was made. Not every day you go to work and you have a camera in your face, you know that? We're doing great. Hi. Hi. Is, it, is this Notre Dame? That's Notre Dame. <laughs> so this was the original outside mural. That's what Rockney built. Your brand new head football coach is going to tell you. one you'll remember forever that first one you know so yeah so a little sound from uh um freeman's first day as head coach of uh of notre dame going in bringing his young family and then and shortly after that he actually did address the team that i've been at home after me and jack had this conversation and and i first off want to thank jack for this opportunity you know, he's the one that made this decision. Somebody had to make a decision, okay? And he gave me this opportunity, and Father Jenkins gave me this opportunity, right? But the reason why it was because of you. Everybody understand that? The reason why I'm standing here is because of you. And it's unbelievable how powerful you guys are, right? It's unbelievable how powerful your voices are. That's why we're gonna do great things, because we got great leaders in this room. You know what I'm saying? We got great leaders in this room, okay? And when you want something done, you get it done. That's on the football field, that's off the football field, that's in leadership, that's in everything we do. When you guys want something done and you come together and you say, I'm gonna get something done, we get it done, right? So the same thing's gonna happen as we move forward, right? Things aren't changing, man. 
We're gonna enhance what we do, but things aren't changing. We're gonna lead, we're gonna lean on our leadership. And you leaders know who you are, right? We're gonna lean on you because what you guys want to get done is gonna get done. Look, man, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to run through a wall. I'm going to get hurt in the process, but I'm ready to go. This young man is a very exciting. I'm excited to see this guy lead a team with such great tradition. Um, this, I, I want to say the second uh, black head coach in Notre Dame history behind Ty Willingham, who was there a few years ago. I mean, he sounds like he's ready for the job. And uh, Jack, he's talking about uh, Jack Schwarbick, who's uh, swore brick who's been there for a long time um and he's the athletic uh director there so um he was actually i mean they've done so many interviews with this guy right after uh, he had the hire that morning mm -hmm. um there was a little clip from uh hockey announcer dave korzanowski's interview david korzanowski here with the new head football coach of notre dame marcus freeman marcus first of all congratulations what does today mean for you and your family well, it's still a little surreal, you know, to, to be named the head football coach of the University of Notre Dame is an unbelievable honor and it's very humbling and, and it's an exciting step for, for our football program, for me personally, but for our football program and the future of what we want to accomplish. Look, this guy, he, he's got, you can, you can hear the way the players responded to him when he was announced as the new head football coach in Notre Dame. They, they love this guy. I mean, I, there was a lot of rumblings about him being the guy once um, once our former coach now decided that he no longer was going to be the head coach of Notre Dame. And I don't know, man. I, 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 I'll tell you what, like watching that video that I played the sound of a little bit earlier, right. goosebumps, man. Like because it's just a young guy. He's got, you know, young kids going to watch them grow up in the program, grow up around the program. And it's just, I mean, it's exciting, man. It, it's, you know, we, we had a whole discussion about why did – what are you talking about Notre Dame in, in a Chicago sports podcast? Notre Dame, the whole Irish thing. I mean, my, I'm, I'm, my mom's Irish, the whole like South Side Chicago Irish like tradition thing. I mean, it's just it, it is intertwined. And there was a lot of players that went back and forth from Chicago to Notre Dame, hold, uphold the tradition. And it's just it, it, it's almost like being a Cubs fan. It's just the tradition. The, you know what I mean? That, and that's what it, it always drew me in. And uh, and uh, and this is another chapter of Notre Dame football, and I'm excited. and I'm here for it. Yeah, it's it's exciting to get something some fresh blood in there. Um, like you said, that the players uh, had a positive reaction to the hire. Oh yeah. Um, and it's it looks like it's going to be a seamless process for the transition to moving into a new season with a new coach. So this does this new coach. Let's yes. say they get a bowl game. Yes. yes. Coach is so, that bowl game? Yeah. So there's a, a lot of big changes at Notre Dame. They're going to prepare for their New Year's Day game, which I said they probably were going to get one of the big six on New Year's. Uh, they're going to face Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, the final rankings were announced, and the Irish came up just short of a playoff bid. They finished fifth, right behind the only team who beat them this year, the fourth seeded Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, the college football playoff is now set with number one Alabama taking the top spot after beating the formerly undefeated Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship. Wild. It was, it was Wild. nuts because everyone's like, Georgia's got this. No, they don't. Alabama jumped up to number one. Uh, they are going to face Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. And number two, Michigan, who is just somehow playing out of their fucking mm -hmm. mind. 
they beat Ohio State. I mean, they beat Iowa by a lot. You know, I, I am super happy for I, I'm not a Michigan fan by any means, but I mean, Jim Harbaugh, I love seeing him go back to his alma mater, have success finally after all the shit talking everyone did. You don't belong here. You're not blah, 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 whatever it is. He's getting his shot at the playoff. He got his, his Big Ten championship. And uh, number two, Michigan is going to face number three, Georgia, in the Orange Bowl on uh, New Year's Eve. And the winners are going to play January 10th in the national championship game in Indianapolis. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like this is it, it's just we talk, you know, I'm, I talk a lot more about college football than you because I'm just yeah. I, I just I, I, I finally, after all these years, have Saturdays to watch college football. And to watch Notre Dame and to watch Alabama and Georgia and all these storied, you know, uh, football teams have been around forever. And, you know, you think about Georgia, you think about the South in general, you know, yes, they have their pro teams, but they're college, college football is where like yeah. you go to you go to Florida. Nobody gives a shit about pro sports in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's all about college, college, college. Yeah, so FSU, you were. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, you know what I mean, like Florida, you know Florida State, like you know all yeah. the all these uh, Miami, Miami, holy shit. Yeah. Um. So I mean, look, like it's exciting for me, and and this is cool, and I love. Uh, like, that's the other thing that we used to do. Uh, New Year's Day, watch college football all day. That's all the only day, day I watch it. That's all day. In the yeah. cha- yesterday, let me tell you something. Saturday was a day to watch. All day was championship games. All I, day. I was able to watch the Michigan game. I knew it was a blowout, so it wasn't even fun. And there was another blowout. Two games were going at the same time. I can't remember which, what the other game was. I know Baylor played yesterday. They they had a uh, um, they were possibly they were looking for a bid. Um, there was, you know there was a bunch of games. Alabama was was uh, Georgia. Well, that was an interesting game because Alabama just said, "Fuck okay, it, we're taking this shit because that's what we do. We're Alabama." So. Roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> roll 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 tide. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. What is going on at the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Blackhawks? Oh, the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks. Brother Seth and Caleb Jones did an admiral job of holding together a shorthanded Blackhawks defense on Saturday. Missing were Connor Murphy, Jack McCabe, Jake. Oh, shit. Jake from State Farm and Riley Stillman. Uh, those letters jumped around on me. <laughs> the Hawks hung around <laughs> to the end. <laughs> Always, right? Every other episode is evenly matched 3-2 to loss to the Rangers. The Rangers finished with the uh, with fifty two to fifty four to fifty two edge in shots and held the majority of the progression of procession. There we go, twice in one yeah. one. Yeah, but the Hawks nonetheless led twenty six to twenty four in scoring chances and twelve to six in high danger scoring chances. Do we know what that really means? Well, I kind of do, but <laughs> X star uh, Artemi Panarin. His goal with 5.14 left proved to be the game winner, but the Hawks still pushed late, getting one back on Alex DeBrinkett's reviewed goal and generated a few opportunities for an equalizer. Sure. The Jones brothers were officially paired together on the top pair, no less, for the first time in Hawks in their Hawk tenure. And it's heart, it's a heartwarming coincidence to see the two brothers play at the same time. Their dad, Nuggets assistant coach Popeye Jones, was in the audience at Madison Square Garden to see it. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Next next up for the Blackhawks is the rematch with the Rangers on Tuesday, followed by the Canadians and the Maple Leafs. Let's do that hockey. Let's, let's, let's do that <laughs> hockey. Man. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. All right, Z, what's going on on the other side of the building with the Chicago Bulls? Ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, two, three, four. 
So we have the Kings in New York. I don't know what happened with that sound. They just cut off right there. Okay. <laughs> but basketball, baby, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls are Kings in New York with the, with statement wins versus the Knicks and the Nets this past weekend. Lonzo Ball, like you just heard, put a nail in the Nets coffin on Saturday with a three-pointer for the 111-107 win. Woo! That's fucking right. The Bulls entered the game with uh, with Javante Green, Kobe White in health and safety protocol after testing positive for COVID nineteen. With Pat Williams with his left wrist, left wrist, which is already done for the year, pretty much. Uh, and then Bulls uh, starter Alex Caruso, who plays power four, was later injured uh, with a hamstring injury. Um, he, he's had a couple of nagging injuries. He's got a wrist injury and a hamstring injury. Has been nagging him all season, so they were shorthanded. Bulls coach Billy Donovan said it was a medical decision to pull Caruso and that he didn't know how long he was going to be sidelined. So, again, they're doing MRI. So Give him some time. Yeah, Caruso, they, they had to start him at power forward because they had no one else to start. And, uh, yeah, we've seen before when Caruso goes out that they really, really need him off yeah. the bench. Playing he, defense, he sets the tone. the shit out of people. So, I mean, look, uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to him not being in the lineup because this team right now um, – they have gelled so quickly. They have been very impressive in what they've been able to do in this short amount of time. Um, Vucevic has been starting to shoot. I mean, yeah, you see him finally. shoot threes, which is hilarious because he's so damn big. I, big guys shooting threes always kind of cracks me up. But yeah. I mean, look, th- barring injury, I don't, I don't know a strong. I, I, I think a lot of people didn't know what to make of this team. Mm-hmm. And one thing that did happen at the Knicks game. Zach Levine went up to Stephen A. Smith and he said something like, "I know you want me to, fu- you, I know you want us to fucking lose this, but we're not gonna." And then he went out there and then they beat they beat the Knicks. So and the reason for that because Stephen A. Smith was on Waddle and Sylvie mm-hmm. uh, either Thursday and Friday in the afternoon. I'm listening to it, and they had him. He's like, "Yeah, my number one team is 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 the uh, the Knicks, and you, of course I want them to win." He's like, "Yeah, but you know that Zach Levine, he's 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 all right. He's getting better." <laughs> well, oh, okay, he just showed you. Yeah, I mean, look, Stephen A. Statement. The, the one person who has a bigger fucking mouth than me. Uh, <laughs> a bigger bank account, too, man. Oh, that's why. Shut up. Uh, yeah, that's, well, if I had a bigger mouth, maybe I'd make more money. Yeah. Um, but look, Zach's sticking up for the team. Now, Zach, it's funny because I watched him when they play like uh, against Miami, and you see him take on uh, Jimmy Butler and stuff like that. But a lot of people forget that that was the big trade right there. That was where yeah. you got, you got um, uh, what's his name, Chris Dunn, and you, and you got ended up what happened ended up being marketing with that pick. But, I mean, Zach Levine was the prize of that of that trade right of there. Of course it was. And, you know, and that was after he already had the ACL tear, so there would had to be extra things. But I'll tell you what, not right now. I mean, would you chart? Would you trade Zach for Jimmy Butler right now? I wouldn't want Jimmy Butler back. That well, that's not what I'm asking. I'm saying, would you trade if you look at Zach Levine right now and Jimmy Butler right now? Would you trade? Is that an even trade? Oh, yeah. one for one. Yeah, I think I think so. Why not? Fuck that. I think Zach Levine's better than Jimmy Butler. Well, he's younger. And he's and, got a better shot and better and more athletic and better. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that trade at all. Fuck that. As a player, no, not at this point. I think I think uh, Levine's has grown into the superstar 
that, that we that's wanted. That's what I'm to saying be. right now. Yeah, you got you have Zach Levine. I have Jimmy Butler. Are we trading? No. Right. That's no. what I'm saying. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So when you look at the fact that they had Jimmy Butler was was at that time the the gem of that trade. Yeah. Because you had all that extra pieces moving with it. You know, Zach Levine is is better than than Jimmy. Oh, that that's the one trade that that the old uh, Garpax uh, administration got right. Well, I mean, they had to do something with him. And they weren't bad at making trades. They were just bad at drafting. Yeah, well, Otto Porter Jr. You, you, you had, who, but look who they who, look who they gave up not to get him. They got him. You know what I mean? Like they took on cap space. Right. They took on cap space. They they was the, the kid from Chicago. What's his name? Um, uh, um, Jabari Parker. Parker. Yeah. He wouldn't do nothing. You no. Know what I mean, like no. he, he he's at the twilight of his career, anyways. And, and that's sad because he and the thing been is he, in the league that long. Yeah, and the thing is that he he played for Milwaukee, he played for us, he played yeah. for Washington, he played for a bunch of teams. Well, he yeah, he was drafted by Milwaukee, and then he went to, and then he came here because they got they got rid of him. And that's the thing is like he's he, he's probably not even thirty years old. You know what I mean? And and I, I'll tell you what though, like one thing I will say when we talk about Chicago basketball players is that um, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose has just resurrected his career, and he he looks so good in New York. Even he even had that little, you know, that little floater he does right. Oh yeah, yeah, man, I love it, man. I I I'll tell you what, like I've always said for the past couple of years that Bulls fans do not deserve Derrick Rose. They don't the way that the the way that they they chased him out. Him, yeah, they chased him out chased of town. Chased him out of town, made him feel like a piece of shit for having an injury and wanting to be healthy because he doesn't. He's not well spoken, and he didn't try to. No, he's not well spoken. He's actually he's very much of an introvert. He, yeah. he doesn't like talking to the media. And again, you don't know what's going on with his body. No. You don't. No. I mean, was I pissed? Yeah, I was pissed. I was I'm, pissed that he was hurt. Do I was pissed that he couldn't, get, he he couldn't get back? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was pissed about. I'm not mad at the person. Like, I don't know what's going on with his body. Just like, you know, when I play softball or bowling, like, there's there's been times I'm like, I got to suck it up. I'm paying through a, playing through a lot of pain. Yeah. And the guys are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I can't feel my left leg, man. Right. I'm bowling when I'm one leg. Right. And it, you know, and and that's the thing is that you can't. I have no idea how you really feel. Right. I have no idea how you really feel. Right. Because we all have pain tolerance that's completely different. Yes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And you know that that's the frustrating thing. I, I think there is a trade scenario out there. Oh boy. Where I think it's a, was it Damian Jones and and, a, and like a second round pick for and and someone else for Derrick Rose, and I'm like. That trade, mm-hmm. I'd probably make that trade. Bring bring Derek back. I mean, I think you know him off the bench. Would, ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yep, yep. I could just see the the potential with him, and Zach, and DeRozan. Yep. Oh yeah. boy. And where he doesn't have to be the man. No, he doesn't. And, have and, to be- and I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The Knicks have a lot of good players on that team. Yeah. I mean, it, that is one rough and tumble, like gritty ass team. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know, man. I I, I just I don't see any reason why the Bulls cannot take the East this year. Agree. Agree. Yeah. That the East is theirs for the taking. Yeah. All right. Next up for the Bulls are the Cavs and the Heat this week. So again, we get to see the Jimmy, Jimmy Butler yeah. rematch. Well, I mean, look, they've they've already played the Knicks like four fucking times, and they played. I think they're done with the series. Yeah, for the season. Yeah, yeah. Because they've played four. them. Uh, yeah, they played them here when they had. Remember, because it was uh, Joe Kim Noah night here yeah. when they did the thing, and and they had Taj and and Tibbs and Rose and all, and all them. And, and then the they had the bobblehead night. So they, it's they twice had, already. Yep. And well, they played them because they also played them in New York. Yeah. So that that means two and two, I think. And then they and then they beat the, they beat the Nets twice. Mm-hmm. Twice, son. So I don't see any reason why they can't do this. That's probably because the earth is flat. That's probably why. Oh, brother. <laughs> All right, fans. We'll be right back with some Bears football after a word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. 
Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. <laughs> Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
Well, I mean, Mooney should have had more than five. I mean, well, I, you got to remember, Mooney's now the number one. So he's got the number one cornerback on him now. So he's going to have different uh, defense packages on him. And Jakeem Grant had a really weird day, too. Yeah. He had the touchdown. But, uh, but yeah, Mooney only had five receptions, 27 yards. And both Cole Komet and Demir Bird had three receptions. So, um, yeah, Montgomery with a rushing touchdown and Jakeem Grant with a uh, uh, receiving touchdown. Look, uh, it's not pretty, man. Fuck, man. Like... Do we gotta do, do we gotta keep keep watching these? It's like when you're with that girlfriend and you know you're gonna break up with her, and you're like, oh, not not this week, but maybe next week. Look, oh. and you know, here's here's the thing though. Once the Bears season is over, like I sit there and it's like, man, I wish I could watch the Bears this week. And I do, and I do, and no matter what the season is, I'm like, man, fuck. It's almost like baseball. Yeah. Like that last week of baseball, even if your team is if your team is is bad, and you're like, oh man, do I really want to watch this? And I'm like, yeah, but but I won't be able to watch them again for another like five months. Like yeah. I better watch this shit. So I mean, look, uh, it whatever's going to happen with the rest of the season is up in the air at this point. They're playing for a draft pick. Um, they already have eight losses on the season, so one more loss means they're going to definitely be f- under five hundred. And guess who they get to play next? Just guess. Oh, guess, guess, guess. Yeah, I'm thinking it's Aaron Rodgers and that double check. Yeah, it next up in Lambeau is uh, uh-huh. Green, Green Bay, coming off a of fucking bye. And guess what? Once again, I expect another fucking loss to Green Bay in Green Bay because that's all I do. You know, some teams win, win, win. We do not do that ever, ever, ever. If you're uh, making some wagers, put your your rent money, your mortgage money on the Packers. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> it's about money. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't. <laughs> I do not like that. And uh, look, again, uh, no one knows what's going to happen for the end of the season. I have no idea. I, I like seeing Cole Komet getting some catches finally. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of seeing Andy Dalton. It, it's, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, isn't it weird that when Andy Dalton is, is at the helm, he throws more to to Jimmy Graham and not as much? That's true. Because when he finds Jimmy Graham, like, oh, Jimmy Graham had a touchdown. I'm like, yeah, but Cole Komet played all game. He five receptions? Yeah, Jimmy Graham actually caught a, a two-point conversion. Oh, is that it what it was? It wasn't a touchdown. I just saw him in the end zone. We yeah. wasn't really paying attention to the game. We're the first time here forever. <laughs> yeah, so he was in the end zone with a two-point conversion. No, he did. I guess he did have a touchdown. There you go. All right. What? Yeah, I guess he did have a touchdown. He had a touchdown in the two. Okay, so there you so go. So he threw, he threw twice, though. So yeah. Back-to-back. So, back. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? I mean, look, uh, I want throw to Cole Komet. Get, let's get the... Let's get the young guys as much reps as possible at right. this point. You know what I mean? Like what? What are uh, Justin Fields? He's hurt. You only have a one-year deal with Andy Dalton. Let him finish out the season. Right. Let you him know, ride. The 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 orange facial hair with the orange jerseys really fucked with me today because I was like, holy fucking ginger, like, man! Imagine playing football with no soul. It's so weird. Oh, it's <laughs> oh man! It almost made me spit out my ginger ale. Isn't the Notre Dame a redhead? The Notre Dame uh, mascot a redhead? Oh, the that little guy? No, yeah. actually. No, 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 no. The, the guy on the field right now. No, it's him right there. No, no, I know. I know that the caricature. But yeah. I'm, talking, I'm talking about the, the actual well, mascot dude. Oh, you know, it's a, it's it's a redheaded it's, dude. It's some random dude that they tap every year. I have no idea. Yeah. Hey. It's not hey. The, <laughs> <laughs> that's not no, that. tapping random, different, random different, dudes. A Whoa. Di- a different type of tap. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's take a pause for the cause. And when we come back, we'll talk to MLB insider Mike Rodriguez from Univision. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. 
We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, -hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Today's guest is an MLB insider reporter for Univision. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in Mike Rodriguez. What's up, Mike? Thank you for coming in, brother. Como esta? Todo bien, bro. Thank you, you guys, having me here. I really love this, man. <laughs> and ready for you guys. Ask me anything you hey, guys want to know. Oh, listen, boy. <laughs> listen, you, you have the honor. You yes. have the absolute honor of being the very first guest in studio. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. First first one? First one. Because, you know, with the pandemic and everything like that, everything has basically gone through Zoom. I mean, we've had our friends on here. Yeah, our friends are on here all the you time. You know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to Mike Logic, who's, is, who's been a very recur reoccurring guest when talking about basketball and things yeah, like yeah. that. But, I mean, like, it's hard with everything that's going on. And so we really appreciate you coming here today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And I'm happy to be here. You know, I like I like sport. I like baseball. And and I want to talk everything you guys want to ask me. I'm fine. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm, I love ready, it. I'm ready for it. All right, so we're, let, let's, oh boy, here let, we go. Let, let's let's start. <laughs> let's start the fight right off the bat, which oh, we do man. with all of our baseball guests. We got to ask: Cubs or White Sox? Oh my god. I'm Cubs, man. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. You see, I don't want to hear anything. I don't bring you any Cubs guests. I, I don't tell you, you say, oh, you bring White Sox guests all the time. No, it's a Cubs guest this we, time. We, we went a long time without a Cubs guest. We so. did. Well, they're hard to reach. I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true, man. Especially now, though. Yeah. 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 Well, it ain't, ain't nobody talking yeah. to nobody now. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. I, hey, so how, how did you get started in baseball, man? Well, man, I, I used to play baseball uh, back in the day. I, I played in Dominican Republic. I was growing up. Uh, I went to Puerto Rico. I played over there, uh, college. And I, I love baseball since uh, I was a little kid. You know, my dad used to take me to the ball games. Okay. And my grandfather, too. Um, one time uh, in Dominican Republic when I was, I think it was seven or eight years old, uh, my grandfather uh, take me to the ballpark, but he didn't have no money to, okay. to buy the the tickets to mm -hmm. go inside the game. So uh, my my grandfather it was six five tall. Wow! wow. And he took me behind uh, the outfield, center field, and that was uh, in the back. You know, on the Dominican Republic, you can see. Well, not not anymore. Uh -huh. But back in the day, you could see in the back of the outfield the game if you used up up on something. Okay. So my dad, uh, my grandfather. Look up for like a, I think it was two blocks. And oh, okay. the center blocks. Yeah, and top of the shorter, and he went in there 
and he put me on his shoulders. Nice. And, shoulders. and that's how I watched my first game. Wow. That's yeah. a great story. And, and after that, I was like, you know, this is this is what I like. And and I could play. I played baseball. You know, I went to college, like I say. And it, it just the love of the game always it was on me. Always since I was a little kid. Yeah. All right. Well, what part of uh, uh, the are you from? I'm from the city, Santo Domingo. Santo Domingo. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so growing up, you played baseball. Uh, you said you played uh, in college and so far. Did you play baseball on the street? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talk about a lot, that. A lot, man. Especially in DR, you know. Yeah. In DR, we 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 do like uh, it's called like the neighbors uh, uh, game. Yeah, okay. So everybody come out. Everybody plays in DR. Everybody know how to play baseball, <laughs> and they uh, we come outside. You know, we used to make this ball. Mm-hmm. The, it was a uh, uh, socks. We put uh, like uh, tape yeah. around it. Around it. And, and put a, a socks on it, and then put it more tape, and okay. then put another socks, and that's how we create a baseball. Like, wow. wow, that's legit. That's I, I remember some of the players that they would show um, whenever we get interview how they would play baseball, and similar stories to the baseball. But they would show me that they they had a piece of cardboard as a glove. Yeah, yeah. Well, I never, I never, I never got to try that mm-hmm. because that was way before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time ago, but by the time that I was growing up. We already have like a little glove that we could use. Yeah. Thank God, you know. Yeah, and then stuff gets passed ball, down. Ball, the ball, yeah, yeah, the ball was hard because, you know, this guy will hit the ball far and disappear. So we had a no money to buy oh, no. some ball all the time. So we used like, you know what? Let's let's get this idea and we start creating the balls like that. And that's how. And then the ball was not going that far because it was right, <laughs> right. I, you know, let's talk about your family a little bit. Growing up, like, you know, what did your parents do for a living? Well. My mom, uh, she she uh, take care of us, so she uses a home homemaker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad have a a restaurant in Puerto okay. Rico. He got he you know he's a he got his own restaurant. He a uh, food restaurant. Okay, uh, alcohol too. There you go. Okay. So it's our favorite. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> food and alcohol, baby. Uh, so this is this is what my dad does for a living since since I was born and. Um, well, he used to do construction too before back in the day, but then he he switched to to make his own business, and this is that's what he likes. So, so, so you guys go to Puerto Rico, you guys can find him. He got a good, really good food in the restaurant. What, what part of Puerto Rico? In San Juan. It's oh, okay, yeah. man. So we, once you fly in, we can go get some good food. There you yeah. go. That's what's <laughs> up, man. So, so you know, you talked about playing baseball as a kid. What's the highest level of baseball that you played? Well, m- m- college. Okay. I went to college and then and finished, and there after that I was. I was getting ready to sign uh, with the Colorado Rockies, but my arm broke down, mm-hmm. and I have to I have a surgery. Okay, I have the surgery on my arm, and uh, it was hard for me to go back again. Yeah. I tr- I tried I tried a couple times again, but it it was not good. I, I used to play third base, okay, and second base. Well, my first position was third baseman, and then because of my arm, they put me on second base, mm. but uh, it was. It was not okay after that surgery. I was never the same one, and I was just I got mad and you know and so was I it- got a kid and then when I was eight twenty uh, nineteen I mm-hmm. have a I had a baby okay so I was like you know what gotta give up the dream yeah. give up the dream and I had to go to work and you know I I, I keep going to uh, school I went to keep going to college and. I, I I did communication skills. And, okay. All right. And I still, you know, I still do what I have to do, but not playing the game anymore. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's it sucks because uh, kids like to eat. 
So you got <laughs> you need a job that you can feed them. Man. I mean, and look, I get it, man. You know, I you, you look you once you once you have your first kid, you grow up by you know tenfold, and all of a sudden you're like, well, I got responsibilities. I mean, like I can go a couple of days without eating. They can't. You know, so I mean, like that's that's what it is. You you, you got to give up the dream sometimes. But uh, looks like you found a good place for yourself. Yeah, uh, and then I was gonna tell you a little bit about it, uh, more mm-hmm. about the baseball team. Uh, I really got in the business was we because um, I used to when I was playing, I met a lot of like a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Right. I make a lot of connection with this guy. Most of the guys are playing in the big league, like uh, Jorge Soler, mm-hmm. uh, Stalin Castro, yeah, Pedro Schrupp. We we play together. Oh wow! Uh, okay, coming up, and 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 that's that's why I got to know all this guy. And then my dad came to Chicago. He's like, I want to go to Chicago so I can see how everything. He was trying to change his life to mm-hmm. have a different, see like a different uh, 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 vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yep. he came to Chicago and he brought me here. And I was like, no, man, I can't be here because it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to go back to DR. and I mean, to Puerto Rico, because we were living in Puerto Rico at the time. Oh, gotcha. And he, I told him, you know what? I'm going back to Puerto Rico because I don't like this cold. He's like, well, you can go by yourself. We're going to stay here. <laughs> oh, wow. And I went to Puerto Rico, but and then I was like, no, I got to go back to Chicago because my family out there. Mm. And I came, and I was, you know, I got to get used to it, to this cold. And... I've been here now. I love it. Though. <laughs> I like it now. I'm not going anywhere out now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, people. To me, you know, at least in the states, uh, uh, you know, Chicago is one of the best summer cities. Summer cities. There's just so much to do. You got, you know, the, the two baseball teams. You have international cuisine from anywhere on, you know, on the planet. I mean, like, there's there's no place like Chicago in the summer. You get a small town feel, even though it's a big city. Yeah. You can find anything you need here, and mm-hmm. yeah, you got to deal with the cold. But I mean, you know, it's it's I don't know, man. I I, I would have a hard time seeing myself living anywhere else full time. <laughs> well, I mean. I'm coming for the high weather, you know. So right. o- over there, it's 80 degrees, 90 degrees all year long. Mm-hmm. And and when you come over here for the first time, you like surprised, like, oh my god, this goes not for me. Were you like, I want to see snow? You one of those people? Oh well, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I t- I say I want to see snow, but and then when I saw the snow, I'm like that's it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, 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 you only get to see it one. You're gonna see it yeah. once. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and then when you get the 12, 14 inches, like I don't want to see no more. Mm-mm. No, because no. it's great when it's coming up, you know. Yeah, but. The problem is when you stop, to, yeah, and yeah. Then it's all the dirt and the floor and, and all that. That that's when it really I don't like it. But if it would just come out all the time, that say stay like that, that'd be fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, when I when I was doing, uh, I did um, appliance repair for a long time and out in the streets and always trying to find somewhere to park. Yeah, and like where where do I leave my truck and just that and and I, and I used to get annoyed people i can't wait for the snow i'm like you can keep the snow if you could make all the snow go to your house and not where i need to go then that'd be great Mm -hmm. because i'm like y'all y'all are so inconsiderate like they have any choice whether the snow is coming or not but it it used to drive me uh drive me nuts there but let me ask you like you know you know we know your baseball background you know a lot of players coming up you know how did you get started with uh, univision well before i get to that part Mm -hmm. univision um like I was telling you, I got good relationship with the players mm-hmm. since I was playing back in the day with them. And my thing is start with, with Soler. So when Soler came from Cuba, uh, he first went to Dominican Republic. So over there, 
when he was getting ready to sign. At the time, he was he was not with nobody. He was broke. Mm. You know, he was trying to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, my grandma, uh, she used to uh, live right in front of where he was uh, getting ready to practice. Okay. And one day, uh, I was right sitting on my porch and, and looking to the field, and I see this big guy, six four, working working out, running, and but he was by himself, and he he saw me, and I, I, I he told me, hey, do you want to catch? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's catch. And we started, that's how I got to know Soler. Wow. You know, and we started playing. And we got, we make a really good relationship, which he would come to my grandma's house. Because, you know, grandma's always like to cook. To cook for you, yeah. He's got to eat. Yeah. And he's like, man, I need to go to your grandma's house so I can eat. So he went one day, and after that day, he went every day. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, I got to go over there because grandma food is good. And that's how I have the relationship with him. Okay. And then a couple months later, um, I was coming back to Chicago, mm-hmm. and he's like, like three days after my flight, he's like, oh, I'm getting ready to sign with the Cubs. Okay. I was like, no way. I thought he was lying. Yeah. You know? He's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to sign with the Cubs, because he told me he have uh, the Braves, uh, the Phillies, the Reds, uh, even the Yankees that were trying to sign him. Mm-hmm. But the only team that were giving that good deal was the Cubs. They given him a year, 35 millions, I believe. I go for a guy that never played in the big league. Right. You know, never played professional before. I mean, he played professional in Cuba, but not a, a, is I mean, it, it's a different story. It's, yeah, it's a different story. So he he signed with the Cubs, and when he came to to Chicago, since I'm I know uh, speak English, it's like he didn't speak no English at all. He still not speak English at all. He's mm. <laughs> like, you know, I need it. you need to be with me. You need to work with me so you can help me out through the city. To, to do things, nice. translate, mm-hmm. and that's how I got in the Cubs with him. Okay, okay. Wow. So how long how long have you been with, with the Cubs then? Well, since he got since he signed with the Cubs, twenty twelve. Right. Mm. So I was with him in the minor league. In the minor league, we went through couple couple leagues, and then in twenty fourteen when he got called up to the big league, that's when I. But that was my first time. Well, my first time going to the Cubs. Wingley Field. Wow. After he come up uh, to the big league. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was working and translated for him. And, like, two months later, after, well, like, by the end of the season when he got called up, the Cubs told me, you know what? We see you working with him. You do a really good job. Why you don't do it for the other guys, too, mm-hmm. that are here? So that's how I started having a good relationship. And that's how I started working for the Cubs Beautiful. as a translator. I did 2014, 2015, 2016. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So That's you, the best year. You were you were there right at yeah, the right I, time. I was yeah, I was the best times, man, for my life. I swear, I never never experienced nothing like that. Yeah. Can you tell me about the first time you walked in the Wrigley Field? Man, it, it was a it was a great great experience because I've been to a lot of parks, but when I see these fans like they're so excited for the players, mm-hmm. they yelling and and they, it's some, it's like a, it's like a kid. You, you feel like a kid yes. when you're there. Yes. You know, and, and it was great because I see how the players know the, the the fans know the players, and they want they always you know you you never see the like sometimes the players have a really bad days mm-hmm. or they don't have a good series. You don't see the player like booing. It's, it's weird. Yeah, you mostly don't see the Cubs booing the players. No, it, it takes a lot for Chicago Cubs yeah. fans to boo somebody. It's happened maybe once or twice that I can think of, but these fans—they're diehard fans. They—they they, if you're on the field, they love you. 
the the thing about the Cubs is it's not just the current team, it's the history. And that's another reason why I say about, you know, Chicago being such a great town, especially for sports. Mm-hmm. You look at every team that we have here, aside from the Bulls, and, and, and the Bulls came around in the 60s, but because of what happened in the 90s, it's, it almost feels like they're one of these teams that have been around since like 1900. And there's the teams in Chicago are, are have such a rich tradition, no matter who or what team it is, mm-hmm. that your grandfather and your you know your great grandfather everyone in your family has rooted for this team forever so you know the history you know the players that played 30 years before you were born and you try to instill that and that's really what it comes down to when chicago sports i mean we're we're sitting here right now trying to watch this this bears game at the same time i'm and not they, and i'm not <laughs> and they're terrible mm-hmm. but but it's on every sunday but like and that's and that's what i said before before we got on i says it's it's like a religion what are you doing sunday you know what i'm doing on sunday don't, yeah. don't even ask me you know <laughs> i'm watching the bears on yeah. sunday and that's just what it is so i mean i i will tell you the first time i ever went to uh uh the the g, the g spot yeah yeah this, it was this year it was this year you got your cherry popped <laughs> <laughs> at the at the g spot and you know, and, and I had never been to to any of the you know any of the renditions of you know where the Sox play. Yeah. And it was cool, but it wasn't the same. It, it is not the same. It's not the same as Wrigley. Wrigley has just this different feel to it. You also went through in a weekday. It's a yeah. different. It's a different vibe. If you go on a Friday and Saturday, that place is lit. Yeah. But it, it, but and then, and that's that's all well and good just the feeling of like oh it's night and day it, it, it is night and day it's they're, different they're, it, yeah and it, and the views are beautiful i mean yes. like you know that, that was my my photo with the with the chicago sign and all that stuff and the, the skyline yeah gorgeous but i mean it just does not have the same feel like wrigley walking and it's almost like you can feel the last hundred years right in front of you well yeah it hasn't changed for a hundred years that's why <laughs> <laughs> but you know what and in 2014 it, it was way special because they were they were creating a team mm. to win at the time they were trying to win and and you know it was fast it was fast the the, the you know you guys saw it 20 nobody expected the coast to win in 2016 Mm-mm, no no and everybody was su- surprised about it because they were thinking about doing it in 2017 2018 not that fast and you see what happened in 2015 yeah. we almost almost yeah go to the world series one game away events, yeah you know? It, it was close. I mean, it was close. It was, and the Mets had a really good rotation. Yes, you know. But then you have Syndergaard, Matt Harvey. Yep, he was good at the that, time. That, Harvey. That's a team that I, I was really surprised that never really did more than what they did, because they were right there and they just they just no. could not pull it together. They just Mets it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mets would do what the Mets do, man. Oh yeah, it was great that experience there, and then and see this guy trying to come up because that. When Bias first came out, come up, and then Soler, and then you saw Chris Bryant coming up, mm-hmm. and then Addison Russell, mm-hmm. and Schwarber, you know. So, you know, you bring up an interesting name that I don't think we've actually talked about a lot on the show is Addison Russell. Yeah. I mean, you know, we see everything that happened with him from what we knew, that the trade that they made for, for him and when he came to the Cubs, I mean, I think most Cubs fans saw an infield of, of – you know, Bryant, Javi, Russell, and Rizzo for like 10 years coming. Mm-hmm. And I think when you go down the list, we, we, we watched that Cubs team crumble, you know, especially that infield. I mean, we, we had, you know, Soler. We had a lot of players there. And once they started, okay, we won the World Series. We got to keep making moves. Um, you know, we saw them trade off some of their prospects when they, when they brought in uh, Chapman and things like that. But, you know, 
you being around you saw edison russell was there anything weird there that you noticed like before we all heard about what was going on with him well he always was a quiet guy like he was this different uh, all the players like he would come walk into the clubhouse do his work he used to work hard mm -hmm. do his gym and go get his ground balls go to the batting cage but he was just this quiet guy that you would talk to him but he would just answer what you ask him mm. like if you were asking a question he would answer your question but that's it yeah you know he's not was not this person that that have a really good conversation with you about it and it was not only with me like because i have talked to him all the time but i can see him with everybody else mm -hmm. you know and i always like like i don't know maybe i don't know something i think he was having personal problems you know family stuff so he had distraction distraction which i think that was that was how that's why he never finished his career with the cubs mm -hmm. or keep playing even in the big league because he's not in he's not in the big league anymore you know for yeah, the, yeah. Right. Couple years. he was playing in japan last i he saw he was playing japan and mexico now mm -hmm. yeah so i think that but he was a really good guy i, I don't know i mean he was a really good defender yeah and he he could hit though yeah But I, I don't know what really went, like I say, maybe his personal problems got to him and and never. He never recovered from it. Yeah, that. he never recovered from it. You know, some guys, they have problems and, and they move on. They they fix it. Yeah. But on him, I never saw him like getting better. And and I was surprised when that trade come out, too, because I thought Hobby was going to be the charge stop before mm -hmm, him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't saw him. He was gonna be the charge. I was. I didn't saw him being coming, and how because that's when they trade Castro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was another thing that I was surprised, you know. And I was a little sad about it because Stanley Castro was with the Cubs the whole time. And that Cubs. was one of the very before yeah. anyone else. He was the guy. We're like, that's the dude. Because I remember yeah. I, at that time I was playing a lot of fantasy baseball, and I, and I remember getting the notification. I'm over, I'm over here before smartphones trying to figure out how to add this guy on my team because he's coming up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he, no, he was a hitting machine. Too. Yeah, yeah. Stanley Castro. He he was he was a hitting machine. And when he got straight, I was surprised. Because I was like, man, this guy, he, he been with the Cubs for oh, so many years. He was in the last place with the team. Yeah, he, he yeah. put in his time. He yeah. been there with them. And then now, when the team finally getting better, yeah. he's going somewhere else. He, he was a casualty of it. Yeah. yeah. And then the messed up part about him, that he went to the Yankees. Yep. And then the Yankees got good and yep. traded him back to the Marlins. Yeah. Yep. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of trades, can you talk about since you're close with Soler, uh, that trade? What what was he? What went through his mind and uh, uh, the trade for Kansas City? Yeah, yeah, the trades of Kansas City. That's all. Well, I got him by surprise. Yeah, uh, he didn't know he was gonna get trade because uh, he got trade for Wade Davies. Yep, yep. Which for me, that trade never makes sense because the Cubs got Wade Davies just half of the season. Yeah, they were trying to do something like with when they do with Chapman. Yep, right. But they let go a guy they have like after that it was he had like four or five years more left on his contract. Right. I think four years left on his contract. For a for a guy that I didn't think with Davis it was all that. Like compared to Chapman. Right. When he came when he got they got a trade for for Glaber Torres. You know? Right. And and when he got when they call and say, Okay, you, you go into the city he was sad you know he was like man you know 
he, he came up with the Cubs. He know everybody, all the players in the Cubs, and going to a different city, which I was, you know, kind of surprised because you know Kansas City is not a lot of Latinos. Yeah. And the going there is like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen next, but his injury problems too made, I believe, yeah. made the Cubs make that trade because I think that was one of the team, the Cubs trade him because his injury problems because he was he, uh, we know well I know this if he's let play 162 game without getting hurt he's gonna give you 30 homers yeah oh 100% yeah because you know, if you look at his, his his stats the the game the the years he did play 162 games um, the only year that he played 162 he, he 48, 48 home runs right you know so imagine if he played 150 games that's still 30 home runs that he can hit 30 home runs and he he going he going to bring at least 90 85 RBIs. RBIs home. Right. Which is not bad. And he can hit by, he can, he can hit average. And he can hit to all fields. Yeah. So. But I, I think when you look at a trade like that, you know, I think the Cubs wanted to keep Soler, but at the time you have Almora on the team, you have Schwarber on the team, you have Hayward signed to a long contract, and they're trying to figure out. Okay, it's a log jam. We're, we got a log jam. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do in the outfield, and you've seen what's happened since then. You still have Hayward, but they also had Ian Happ coming up. You know what I mean? So you see all the rotations that have gone through in, in the outfield, and now they're sitting there looking for, for players. I mean, he was a casualty of it. Now, right now, he does not have a team, does he? No, he does. Okay, so He's a free agent right now. Does he? Does he have a preference where he wants to go? Do you uh, know? No, he does. I mean, he 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 played wherever he had to go. But does he prefer NL versus AL? He doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Whatever, whatever, whoever call him and he's a good deal, and it worked for him. He gonna play there. But Soler like to play. He love baseball and he like to do. He like to do what he do, and especially he's showing out. You know, he that's another thing that I want to talk about. He came from the Kansas City Royals to the right. Braves. Yep, yep. Yeah, he, I, just, I, w- I wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> he had a really bad, really bad first half yeah. with the Kansas City Royals, hitting like 160, yeah. 150. We only seven homer yeah. in the first half. And then you have a team like the Braves and a GM that I don't know what went through his mind. To the, I want to ask to the GM. Like why were you why you pick Soler? Mm. I want to ask him why you pick Soler because you're trying to compete right in the second half to go to the playoff, mm-hmm. and you bringing a guy that hitting 160. So you think like what what it, what it, I want to ask him what did he saw in Soler? He saw a diamond. Yeah, but and, and and that's what I think too is I mean you look at the potential when you talk about when he they he played the 162. You look at the fact that he hit all those home runs. You know it's in there. And you just have, hey, sometimes you need a fresh start because look at all they did, all the Braves did was bolster that that outfield. They got Jock Peterson from they, the Cubs. You got Jock Peterson. You brought in Solaire. They brought in uh, the other guy that was there before. Duvall. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Adam Duvall. Duvall. So, I mean, like that yeah, right there. Stadio, yeah. Yeah. And they, they had Okuna uh, getting hurt. Yep. Um, Marcel. Mar- yeah. The problem. Yeah. yeah. All these guys got hurt. Yep. And then they just make these four or five moves and bam, they World rebuilt, Series. Yeah. They rebuilt the outfield. They, re- I mean, they rebuilt. I mean that's, that's that's GM of the year right there. Yeah. Like so, you, go ahead. So you know you know we we know your background with Soler and one of the photos that I put on the flyer was you on field with him during you know right after the World Series. What was that like to see your friend win the World Series and what was it like to celebrate with him? Well, I was so happy for him because 
like I, I told you before, I've been through Wissler through his whole career mm. since he was a minor league with the Cubs before getting to the big league. Mm -hmm. And I know how his situation, he used to play with the Cubs. He came, he used to get her sent back down to get ready. And it, it was a lot. It was a lot for him. I was trying because me and him, we used to get a, because he, at first when we started working together, He used to get me his my own room, mm -hmm. and he get his own room in the hotels. Right. Mm -hmm. But then how our relationship got flowing and got really good, he didn't like to be by himself. So he started just getting the room, getting two beds. Yeah. Like you know what, we're gonna stay together because we got to talk about what's happening. Yeah. And he was he was going through a lot first, you know, he getting hurt. You know, he, a player never want to get hurt. A player always want to give it 100%. percent. And He was having some problems at the time too with Joe Madden. Really? You know, mm. yeah. A lot of people don't see it, but that was time where Soler would come back from his injury, play, he two doubles or hit a homer, and the next day so he he's out of yeah, he's on the line, out of line. A play. lot of times happen mm. with him and Madden, you know. And a lot of people, well, a lot of people probably probably people know. A lot of people know. A lot of people don't know, but since I'm really close with him and I know what's going on and he mm. used to tell me like he used to tell me come on man you see yesterday I came he had a really good for a bat he two hits RBIs homer and today I'm on the bench and he used to do it a lot of times there was not only one time you know and that was one thing that he was he was feeling bad about because he's like I'm, I'm trying to do everything that I can but this guy you don't I guess he don't he don't want to give me the chance or, or he He, he moving that because your matter it was a guy he did he, that he moved he moved yes. too much i don't know how he won our series bro because he almost lost it lost yeah. it himself. oh yeah yeah he, he did you yeah. know because the way he moved the the lineup so many times the the rotation the he was he for me hand and they robbers they look like mm -hmm. how they do things that's why what happened with the dodgers now kind of messed up how he moved his lineup rotation mm -hmm. Mess it up, not him trying to go to the World Series. That's what he did with Julio Reyes, you know. Yeah, taking the guy down after a 20 game winner, mm -hmm. and you bring in a reliever to start for him. You take the players get. You take the confidence away from yeah, them. Yeah, all the players. Yeah, you know. And yeah, I mean, Joe Madden was notorious for that for moving it around, and and you know, and and a lot of people do say, you know, despite what he did, the Cubs were able to win right. the World Series. Right. You know. But you know when when like, to to finish your question when when I saw him and doing it right here for the Braves because he played he played I think he only played one game for the Cubs in the World Series mm. and that's when he hit the 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 triple okay when they were remember they were uh, they were losing one zero and the and the oh yeah yeah okay and then he thought it was a foul ball yeah and he yeah. started running and he only make it to turn a lot of people was like mad because yeah. if he wouldn't leave. Out of the yeah. box right away, he probably would have scored inside yeah, yeah. Park Homer. So, on him, I was like, man, you need to you, you need to go to the team that, that you can prove yourself and and show what you have. And then he did it in Kansas City where he 48 homers and 162 game. But when he come to the Braves, then he started getting had the second half because yeah. he only hit seven homers in the first half for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, and the, he hit 26 in total. 
So the rest he did in the second half. And see, and see, that's that's why I, I ask about the Braves versus the Cubs World Series because we look at the Cubs World Series and we, we know who the heroes are of that World Series. Whether it's you know uh, Zobrist, uh, you know uh, uh, Rizzo, all these players, Javi Baez smacking them around, some of the pitching that we saw, and Chapman doing well and then mm-hmm. breaking down. We when we think about that 2016 World Series, I don't think Soler's name comes up in, uh, a lot because he wasn't as Big yes. as some of these other players, but for the Braves, they needed him. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that one. I mean, he was. Everybody knows Soler was in the Cubs 2016, but he was not. He was not even a starter. You know, yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, he was a bench player at the time, and like I said, he only played one game. So a lot of people, if you have to, a lot of people don't know, like because he didn't do too much in the team. A lot of people don't know he was in the 2016 World Series Cup. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go to a roster to see his name. Yeah. But now, like, they talk about different of the Braves. He got hot. He got hot in the second half. And then he got Kobe in the playoff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then, which, bro, I, it was so sad, too, because, you know, he's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get himself and uh, trying to do good for this team. He got a, a great second half. And then in the playoff, when they really need him, he get COVID. COVID, yeah, not his fault. So he's no, like, he, he look at me, he look at me, he's like, here we go again. Yeah, you know, yeah, it be demoralizing. Like, yeah, every like, come on, and now I'm gonna miss these games because, and I'm probably not gonna be in the World Series because, and then when he got COVID, Eddie Rosario, which he was in the bench, yeah, he came and played, and he was an MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for the for that series. Yeah. Yep. So we were like, oh my god. So now. You're probably gonna come back from Kobe, and you're, you gonna gonna be bench. In, you're gonna be in the bench. Yeah, yeah. because Rosario is doing the job, and he did nothing all year. He just got exactly. hopped. He got hot at got the right moment. He, he didn't do nothing all year. Yeah, I mean, but that's how the Braves won the World Series in the first place. Well, you got guys that didn't do nothing all year and then got hot for the playoffs. Right. Well, Jock Peterson's notorious for that. Right, that's where he made his money. And then, like you said, Soler, it, it's unfortunately he got COVID at the wrong time. Right, and then Rosario, who did nothing for Minnesota, gets traded down there, and and. Gets an MVP. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, you know, it, that's the luck of the draw. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you can't do nothing about it. Just like that. the Cubs with the rain delay. If the rain delay doesn't happen, <laughs> yeah. we don't know what that really happens. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, yeah. It, and like I say, when he, when we saw that, he was, we was like, oh, man. Because then Jock Peterson, he was doing his team, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now with, with, the, the with the Braves. Yeah. And, and, and it was great. You see, Jock Peterson was doing his job. Um, um, Duval was doing great job at center field, mm-hmm. and then Rosario got had the right moment and won the MVP. So we was like, okay, now you're gonna come back from Kobe, and now you're gonna be in the bench because this guy is doing the job. Yeah. And when if a line not working, why change I, it? I, why change it? <laughs> unless you're why, unless, unless, unless you're Joe you're, Madden, unless you're Madden. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what happened? Um, and when he came back from Kobe, not that game, but the second game uh, over there on the on, on Brave. Um, he so they came. I think the last game of the championship series, mm-hmm. he came back. They gave him the bat, and he hit the double mm. right after Kobe, where he hustled from home to second base like he was a rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys saw that bat? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. So, I think that show told the manager something. Like these guys come back from Kobe and committed. He he ready. Hey, what what do I always say? He's ready to do it. Chip in the chair. <laughs> a chip in the chair for for to get in, and that's right. how the Braves won the World Series. But right. heart, hustle, muscle. You got, you know what I mean. Prove it to me. Yep. Prove it to me. Thank you, Stacey King. Yeah, and th- and that's what happened. I think that's what showed the manager when he came back from Kobe. Hit that double hustle from home. 
like so crazy and i think that showed that you know what i think i gotta give it again tomorrow to this guy mm -hmm. and the rest is history he mm -hmm. played the next day and he got hot yeah. he hit the first the first game over series he hit a homer right and then he came and hit a single double rbis and then the and then he he was again on the bench which proved him again to the money that he ready to play mm -hmm. he bring out of the bench with a game two two in the line yeah and he hit a homer Yeah. And he give the guy the the Braves a a, a a a W. Yeah. Three to two. And then they were like, you know, this guy need to play. Yeah. And then he keep killing, it and that's how he got he he got hot. He got hot at the right moment because I told Soler too when that happened. I was like, man, if they give you a chance in these World Series and you're playing, you need to do everything you have so you can prove this guy that you can do. Yeah, yeah. Empty know? the tank. And, and especially yeah. you're a free agent next year. Yeah. You know, you need to prove right now. So you 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 contract and all the teams see you, and this is exactly what happened. He got hot. He got the MVP, and then he he's in good pace right now to sign with any team. You know he's gonna get a really good contract. I, we don't know where, but we'll take him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm <laughs> the sure. White Sox will take him. I'm sure the way. So you know, leading into that, you know, let's talk a little bit about free agency. You know, right before not right now we're in a lockout, so ain't nobody signing anything. Right. But right before the lockout happened, you know you. We're the one that broke the story about Javi Baez. You know, talk talk a little bit about your relationship with Javi and how he told you that that uh, he was going to sign. So um, before I get to that, you asked me a little bit earlier about my job mm -hmm. with, with the Cubs and Univision mm -hmm. and all that. So when Soler got traded to the Kansas City Royal in 2016, they trade him and they let me go too. No. So I was without a job in the Cubs since okay. he left. You know. They hire somebody else, and I. But in 2018, in 2019, um, the Univision was looking for someone to do the play-by-play. -play. Mm -hmm. I send my resume. I fill out my application online, and they interview me. But besides me, there was ten other guys. Oh wow! And this, to get the position too. And since my relationship with the Cubs. Help me out in that time because I guess when Univision asked the Cubs, you know, we're going to have this guy play by play. Oh, how this guy? Because, oh, that's Mike. We know him. He's really good, you know? Yeah. And that helped me a lot to get. It's a great reference. Yeah. Right. To get reference. <laughs> yeah, it is. To, to, get, <laughs> to get a job with Univision. And that's how I started doing the play by play okay. with Univision. And, and, and just to finish that, because you asked me right, 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 right. about how I got to Univision. Yeah, yeah. And then now with Javi, well, Since Javi came up, I saw Javi too in the minor league. Because mm -hmm. remember, I was with Soler in the minor league. Right. Yeah, they were together. So I got to see Javi a lot too in the minor league, make a really good, really, really good relationship with him. And we were really friends. Um, we're still friends. Javi, um, we used to go hang out. You know, I used to pick up Javi to the airport yeah. a lot of times, help him with his family here. And the same thing I would do with Soler, I would do with Javi. And that relationship always was there. So now, um, I remember, uh, well, the other day, I, I was sleeping. I went to sleep like at 8 o'clock. I was tired. And uh, I wake up like around 12, 30 at night to use the bathroom. Mm. <laughs> right? And, yeah, when I I, <laughs> and when I see uh, uh, Joe Morosi break out like at 1 o'clock in the morning, Javi is going to Detroit mm. for six years. We don't know the amount yet. We just know he going to Detroit for six years. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? 
hold on, let me grab my phone. And I text Javi. Mm-hmm. I was like, see, I to see if he answered me. And I asked him, he didn't answer me, but he 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 wrote, he wrote the message because it says see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't reply me back. Yeah. But so I was like, you know what? Come on, I'm gonna call him. So I call him. And he picked up the phone. Okay. And, and I asked him, you know, what's trying to oh, what's up, man? I saw that you went to Detroit for six years. What's going on with that? He said, yeah, yeah, man, I'm happy. Uh, I just went to Detroit for 140 million. But, but when he said 140 million, it's like, hold on. I haven't finished the whole thing yet. Yeah. Uh, like he, he, he made a mistake saying me. He right, was, right, he was right. not going to tell me he saying for 140 right. million yet. He's gonna tell me obviously the next day, mm-hmm. but if they were not ready. He was not ready to say it. Yeah. So he said it. So I'm like, "Whoa, you already say it, bro." Yeah, and yeah. It's already know, on the record. Yeah, it's already on the record, <laughs> and you're probably gonna tell me now that don't say anything about it. Right. But I'm sorry. You already I'm said not, it. I can't. I'm not gonna I listen to you. I can't sit on this. I, I, I can't sit on this. I gotta say this because right. I know that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Because right. it's in the it's in the table already. You yeah. just gotta finish it. Yeah. So I, I gotta put a Twitter about this. Yeah. And I write a Twitter about this, and. That's how my new broke down, and and everybody know about the 140 million for the the hobby. So you, you were the first one you broke the got news, the scoop, man. yeah, got the there scoop, yeah. yeah. That's that's what's up, man. I mean, the, hey, I th- I think anyone that deals with with sports or a reporting or anything like that, I mean, a scoop is a big thing. So it's, I mean, it's huge. It's you know. huge. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people think is like, oh my god, how much money you're gonna want out of this? I'm like, nothing, nothing. No, use man. my credit. Yeah, you know, use yeah, hundred percent. Use my credit. So when I say something, yeah, it's for real. Right, I'm not lying. It's not that somebody else told me that I don't know. I don't know. If I say something on my Twitter account or my Instagram about any player, it's 100% legit. Right. You know, I'm not faking it because it's a lot of people over there faking this story. Right. Faking a report, you know. And that's what I told people. Oh, I don't want no money, but my credit isn't there. So when I saw you, Hobby Bias is going to go to this thing and nobody know. Yeah, believe me, it's going to happen. Right. There you go. You know. Well, this is it's just like with Matt Nagy. Everyone's you know the the scoop of him uh, getting fired the day after Thanksgiving, which yeah. we all know was bullshit. But, yeah. you know what I mean. It, and and the thing is, is that you're not wrong. You got to make sure that your information is correct because everyone ran with that story. I mean, like I said, we ran with it too. Yeah, and I I I'm told like, you I'm like who who else said it? Because I was hey, like, we need two sources. You can't have, unless unless it's the, Matt Nagy or or Brian Pace telling you. Yeah, you got to get two sources. Oh, hundred percent. But I mean, you know, the the problem is, is that you also don't want to miss the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want some. Hey, you heard it here first. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, but that—that's what it is. So I mean, you know, one of the other players that we did see, um, Cubs related, that signed was Marcus Stroman, and I know that the Cubs have been linked to him for a long time. They've had interest in him, and you know he signed, and a lot of people. I, I think especially now that we had the lockout for the first time in what's twenty something years, mm-hmm. twenty six years. Nobody, yeah. nobody can sign now, but. Stroman got it in before, and w- what do you think about the Cubs making that move? Well, that was necessary for the Cubs. Let me tell you this because they were so quiet, which I believe the Cubs was going to be one of the teams that was going to be hot in mm-hmm. this offseason because the money that they have to spend is clear right there. They can spend money, right? But we saw a Cubs like. Quiet Cubs. We know we saw Texas spending all this money. Detroit is spending all this money. The Mets now, uh, uh, the uh, the owner for the Mets, he want to be like a Jim Brainer. You mm. know, mm-hmm. he want to spend all this money with his player. But I saw a team like Quiet, and I was like, well, the Cubs need to make a move quick because this fans were mad. 
like what's happening with the Cubs. And then they got Stroman. And I think now, if you look at the lineup of the Cubs, it's not that bad. No. Man. It's not that bad. You got a first baseman, the tank, mm -hmm. which is the Frank. Frankie. Yeah. I, I I know him too in Kansas City. Mm, really? Miami, yeah. Okay. We're really good friends too. Oh, awesome. Me and him, and he's he can hit. He showed you in the second half. He was hard hitter, and then you got the, the third baseman Patrick Wisdom. Wisdom, yeah. You know he can hit. You got Madrigal. Yes. You know mm -hmm. the which thanks socks. <laughs> <laughs> you won that trade. And you got in the in the outfield. You still got I have. Yeah. That he could get high. I mean, he's so he, he he is so streaky though. He is so streaky. And you know, and there's there's a couple of guys that are in the minors that are that the, the Cubs fans are looking forward to to some of the places. Yeah, because of all the moves that they made. You know, when they Darvish. traded, they traded Javi. I mean, Darvish was the first first one to go that out was of the first domino. most recent group. Javi going, Brian going, Rizzo going. I mean, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about that. Um, you know, you were saying that you don't understand why they made, you know, those type of moves. You know, what what what, what do you think that they should have kept these players? Well, not all of them because there was so much money to spend on all those guys. Javi, mm -hmm. Rizzo, and Baez. And they all wanted max contracts. Yeah. Right? So you got you gotta look you gotta look Javi around 200, 180 million. Yeah. You gotta see Brian. By the same amount of money, two hundred fifty. Because yeah. uh, Brian left two hundred million on the table. Yeah, you know. So if he left two hundred million on the table, he looking for more. So you have to spend like two fifty to seventy on Brian, and you got Rizzo. Yeah, then you got to give him good money too. So I know for sure that we're not gonna keep all those guys because there was too much money to spend. But at least keep one. Keep one. Which one? Good question. Well, <laughs> for me, I would keep Javi. <laughs> Okay. I would keep Javi just because, okay, people's going to be, no, I probably, I keep Rizzo because. Mm -mm. I, I keep Bryant. I keep Bryant. I keep Habai just because the way he plays and the way the fans like him. Yeah. You know. And, 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 and what I'm going to say about that, it, it, energy it's very team. similar to Sammy Sosa. When mm -hmm. Sammy Sosa runs onto the field at the, from the dugout to, to right field, the crowd would go Nuts. Nuts. Yes. Every single game. And he brings that passion and that flair that Javi that Javi does too. And I see what you're saying with that. But if I'm if I'm a GM or a manager and I'm I gotta pick three, I'm taking the guy that's most versatile. The guy who can play three positions, well, yeah. four positions. To, to me, when I look at the three of them, I don't get me wrong, I love Anthony Rizzo. I mean, you look at who was there in the very beginning? The cornerstone. That is Rizzo all the way. Rizzo was a Cub. I don't care if he played for the Padres. I don't care if he played for the Red Sox. Anthony Rizzo is a Chicago Cub through and through forever for the rest of his life. Javi Baez had such a following because you have such a big Puerto Rican community mm -hmm. in Chicago. He loved being part of the Cubs. And the, the fans loved him. But the problem is, is that, you know, he, he, got, he would get hot and then he would just... He would just swing at at nothing, yeah. At every shrek, time, shrek out teams. and and you know, and and that's the thing is that we, you know, and I talked before about them possibly bringing him back or or just paying him at all, and you know, one of the names that I I, I and I've been bringing up for months and months and months is Carlos Correa, mm -hmm. and to me, it's it's smart for Javi to sign before him because he's like, 
you know, if if Korea is going to get this and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Hey, you're offering me a contract for this much for that long. I'm taking it right now. That's guaranteed money. You know, so I mean, that's the thing. But if I'm looking at all three of them, I'm going to go after Bryant because he has more versatility. Um, he can play outfield. He can play third base. He can play first base. Mm -hmm. And he's young enough that you can keep him. You can give him a 10 year contract and, and hold on to him. The problem with Rizzo, and I've talked about it before, is that he has a bad back. You know, and he's over, he's on the wrong side of 30 now. And he can play, you can play first base for a long time, deep into your 30s. But that back has kept him out a lot of games. Right. So he's, I, I see him staying with the AL team just for that reason. So he can yeah. DH and not play every day. So, yeah. I think he stayed with the Yankees. I think so, too. I, just so do I. It's the right fit. It's I think a good it's fit. a great fit for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, and he, he's just, he is, he is. He's the type of guy that's never going to complain about where he is. And when he even used to do the weekly hits with uh, with Cap in the morning, and you know, he you never you heard him get frustrated, but he never actually talked about it. He was like, you know, he, he kind of just let it go, and he was like, you know, that's that's kind of it. You always got the feel that he was never really going to rat anyone out if he didn't have the feeling. Now, Javi, Javi, you tell you something. Javi will tell you what he's like. Look, I don't like it, and I'm gonna tell you why I don't like it, Brian. He would he would be upset about something, but he would let his dad or somebody else. <laughs> a third party, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was always a third party. So, you know, we we look at the, the way that the Cubs are constructed now. And like I said, one of the players that I've been harping on, and, and I I still question if he's ever gonna leave Houston, but it's Carlos Correa. What what is the possibility so that the Cubs could get their hands? Because look. They signed Strowman, yeah. and right away, Strowman's like, yo, Carlos, we need you. Literally, he came out, we need you on this team. Let's go. So what do you think are the chances, the possibility that the Cubs can get their hands on Carlos Correa? Well, the thing that's about Carlos Correa right now is the years and how much money the Cubs get offer him. Mm, okay. You know? And he 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 called. He called Javi. Yep. To ask Javi, uh, how was the streaming in the Chicago Cubs? Because he 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 one time I hang out with Correa in 2017, and he told me, you know what, I like Wrigley Field. Mm. You know, it's, it looks like a good place to play every day. And the Cubs almost get him too uh, on the draft mm. um, back in the day. I think he was he was close to signing with the Cubs in the draft, and. I, I was. He told me, you know what? I like the Chicago Cubs. I, I wish I could play there all the time, but now, I, I think it's just he. It's just the contract what he's gonna get, but I think it's between the Cubs. He's gonna either stay in Houston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If he leave Houston, he probably gonna be on the Yankees. Or, or I think the Cubs are gonna have a good shot again. There was reports that the Houston gave him an offer sheet. Yeah, but it's. 160 millions five years so it's a slap in the face i mean i believe i mean if he what that's, do you think about i'm asking that's, that's less than hobbies money mm -hmm. what do you think and, about and he's a way better player mm -hmm. the numbers that he had against cody seager oh, ver oh versus in comparison to yeah. Cody seager you know i mean they he, right there yeah and Co wait, Co wait, Cody seager went to texas, texas right yeah. yeah he got paid he got paid yeah yeah, no. and 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 that's I'm hey. Carlos Correa. I'm happy. I yeah. saw that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You just set the bar. Yeah, exactly. and I'm gonna get more than that. And that's why that's why Javi signed that deal because he was like, uh, let me let me get my money when I can. I know I'm in the second tier of of the shortstops that are available. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think I think the Cubs have a chance. 
especially if they don't have they they can they they can raise that budget. Yeah, you know, yeah. They can pay the guy. They can pay the guy, and then you have a good shortstop for the next eight and nine years. Yep. You know, and he is a guy that he's good in the playoff. He's a clutch in the playoff. I mean, he's a winner. He's a winner, and he's a leader. You know. Yes. He's got a good ass glove. Yes. You know, he's got the championship pedigree, and 100%. I think he's a good guy with the coast to start building around him right now. Oh, 100%. Because look at this you have Patrick Winslow in third, you got Carlos Correa on shortstop, mm-hmm. you got Mike Rao on second base, yep, you got Frankie on first base, Frank the Tank Schwindel, mm-hmm. you got Wilson Contreras. In that they got to figure out, and, yeah. And, and you know, What's you know, I that? think I believe who's gonna have a good year with the cup, Clean Fraser. Uh, I'm, yeah. calling bounce- it, I'm calling it right now. Oh, yeah. he's gonna have a bounce back here. Yep. I don't think the, uh, the Yankees was the right fit for him. No, they they were you know they want him to to do everything right away. But he's a young player. Yeah, you know, and I, I believe I think I'm 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 positive that that he's gonna have a good year here. I really feel, and I, I, we're gonna talk about it later. Watch when he start hitting home these homers because yeah. he got power. Yeah, he got power, and he can have he can play good left field in the Cubs. So now we got to get Correa, and we got Clint Frazier, we got Strowman, and now we got to br- bring back your boy. Tell your boy to come home. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, th- come home like Pippen with Jordan. Come home. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. That's that's. And you know what? And and he got a good relationship with uh, with David Ross. Yeah. So yeah. Soler, he's really good good relationship with David Ross. When when he won the World Series with the Braves, he's sending a. Message, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, through congratulate, uh, yeah, congratulating and talking to me about him. And so, let me give me the phone, like, can you reply him? Like, yeah, yeah, everything that I want to say. And they were talking a little bit about it, and and he got a really good relationship with David Ross. So, because I, I think when, when you talk to Cubs fans and they talk, this is this is the thing that drove me crazy about Cubs fans, and we touched on it a little bit earlier about the players that they got rid of. Mm-hmm. And you look at Bryant and you look at Rizzo and you look at Javi, and you know that they're not resigning, they have. At, at least to some extent have been offered an extension, a contract, whatever it is. And they just said, you know what? That's, that's not what I want. I want more. I want more. I want something different, so on and so forth. And the thing is, is that I, I sat here for the second half of the season and I watched Cubs fans absolutely lose their fucking mind mm-hmm. talking about, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I can't be a Cubs fan anymore. I'm like, if you can't be a Cubs fan anymore, <laughs> that means that you started in 2015. Right. Okay. Yeah. You were never, you were new. You didn't put you know up I mean? with the years that hey, we were losing. 100%. Right. Hey, Right. Hey, there's hey, this is the exit of the bandwagon. Try not to break your foot jumping off the back. See you later. That, I don't want to hear from you. Doors exactly. closing. Doors closing. hundred percent. There you go. <laughs> Ding dong, doors closing. <laughs> but I mean, that is that is the the most instrumental thing is that I get that you're attached to the player. I mm-hmm. understand that. But you gotta realize that no matter what happens, it doesn't change the fact that this is the team that won the World Series, that gave you that thing that you wish that your grandfather saw, that your right. father saw, why you went to their grave and put the World Series, you know, T shirt or hat or whatever on their grave. This is the team that gave you that. But those players are not here anymore. And I think one of the main things that people forget is that this last season, before all the trades went down. They went on very long extended losing streaks. And then they All got the, the way winning through. streak afterwards. And 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 they and then they trade them off. And uh, and this is very early in the season. They were competing to yeah. be you know what I mean? They were competing. But you know, we saw Bryant playing out of his mind and then they went into what July or June and then all of a sudden he completely dropped off and yeah. Rizzo, nobody was doing anything and then you get upset that they traded him off and I'm like 
they are the reason they got traded off because if they were hot, if they were hot going in halfway through the season before the tra- trade deadline, they would not have been traded. They would have been they buyers. Would've, they would they would have been buyers, yeah, and they would have went for yeah. one last shot. Yeah. And that's what you were saying, the last hurrah. The, it's the last chance for romance. And what you did from 2016 to 2021, you made the playoffs. You made the playoffs, but you could not get past, and you could not get past that hurdle. And it's almost like once they won the World Series, the, the weight was off their shoulders, and they just – they just lost it. They wasn't. They weren't what they were before, and we knew that when they trade. I think Cubs fans looking at the way they felt or the way they looked going into the season, the fact that they traded you, you Darvish, Darvish. Hey, they're not. We're not going to go for it anymore. We know that this is going to be the start of the breakdown. And they kind of Cubs were saying, "Hey, just <laughs> this is a precursor to what's going to happen." And then you sit there, and when they do start moving these players, everyone, I, I, to, to honestly, because Rizzo was the first one, that was a shock. That that was the gut punch that I needed. It was like, oh, shit, it's happening. It's real. It's really, really happening. <laughs> now, when you look at all the players that they got rid of versus who they kept, Contreras, I think when you look at him being a leader of the team, how important it is for them to try to find a way to hold on to him. Now, I know that... We've heard that maybe Cubs management thinks that he's a little bit too emotional, but I'm, I don't understand what's wrong that's, with that. That's what's wrong with that. I don't understand. What, because you look at, uh, I always think of Wilson Contreras the way that I've thought of Yadier Molina for the Cardinals. Yeah, you're emotional, but you're, you're that spark pub. You're that fire. You're that leader. You're the only player on the field. That sees everything. That sees every single thing, no matter what. Right. You know what's going to happen. You can predict. You're the quarterback, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why would not? Why wouldn't you want a guy who's fired up? I see you not going for that for that uh, uh, that grounder on first. Pick it up. What are you doing? Get yeah. your shit together. Yeah. What's I, what, what's wrong with that? Why don't you want that guy? I don't know. Uh, and then that, that brings us to the next point. They signed uh, Young Gomes. Yeah, they yeah they say. I mean, I I don't think they really had anyone else to back up that that catcher spot once they traded away Caratini with, mm-hmm. with Darvish. So I mean, you know, you look at a hole. You did have a hole there. You had like eight catchers this year. Yeah, backup catchers. Yeah, you That's know, they kind of they kind of went through them. So I mean, look, I just I I feel like Cubs fans didn't understand why they made the moves just because it was just too emotional. And we look at the way that, like I said, no, nobody was signed, and you. Restocked your farm, which you just you completely depleted with all these trades that you made over the years. Mm-hmm. But you got you drafted Ed Howard, you got Pete Crow Armstrong, you got guys that you expect to come up. Yeah. And here's the thing: if they do get Correa, now you have a prospect like Ed Howard, mm-hmm. who you can trade mm-hmm. when you need to. So that's it. It, it puts them. Signing Correa would change the trajectory of the of the Chicago Cubs for the next ten years. Yeah, and like I, like you were saying, um, a lot of fans they they only look at the team uh, you know as a fan. You know they like they love the players, but me when I, I was there the whole season doing the play by play, I see what's happening every day, and they were. They were hot before. They were hot before Monday July, mm-hmm. that, and July that's when they got cold, and they were like, you know what? It makes sense for me, you know. It makes sense the trade. It makes sense because you don't you don't want you you want if you have a team that's competing, you're gonna go buy players after in the trading line. Yeah. But since they got cold, really cold, they started losing a streak. They were like, you know what? We need to we need to we need to get something in return yeah. because we know 
they were not going to be able to sign with this guy in yep. the free agency. Nope. So that was a smart thing to do. I just don't like what they send everybody out. I mean, they at least sign one or keep one. Yep. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about it. But they need to make that move. They needed to make that move. They need to get these young guys come now, uh, like you say, the prospect coming out. Yep. And they have a, they have a good lineup. I mean, they just need to get some more relievers, yeah. some more Italian pitcher. And if you see uh, Albo or Salea, he, uh, yeah, Adzale, yeah, yeah, he he can have a good year. He, oh he's yeah, a good kid. he's and he's it, already been he's already been uh, on Twitter with uh, Stroman talking about let's go, we got this, this and that. So, I mean, it, it, it's an exciting time if you're if you're really a Cubs fan. It's, it's an exciting. exciting time. It's exciting because it's, it's like a chapter two right now, especially you picked up uh, uh, Nicky two strikes. You know he's a he's going to be a good contact hitter, yep. so he might be a one or two in the lineup. You got Cody Hoyer. You also got from us, who's a great prospect pitcher that he did well for us for a while and you got him yeah oh there's and you you add your Adzale you add uh, who else did you have you have Wade Miley Stroman and Hendricks yeah so I mean I mean you got great starting position right now and and Miley is is, is I think a very Davis. sneaky yeah Davies Zach, yeah Zach Davies Zach Davies yeah, yeah. Eh. Eh. I'm, I'm, so much fun talking baseball. Some great stories there. Absolutely. Yeah. Check back next week for part two of our interview with Mike. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again. <laughs> you know what time it is, brother. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, brother, what you got for us? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day of recording. It has. All right, man. So we got something that we talked about a little bit before. Today's question. Christmas music. Grandma before got over by December 1st. Yay or nay? Fuck no. <laughs> There's no way you're putting that shit on around me, man. Fuck that shit. December 1st, hey, go balls to the wall. All I want for Christmas and Feliz Navidad, that's great. You, you get your 25 days of Christmas. Go for it. But before that, fuck off. Eh, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not real big on the Christmas music. Um, I have a friend of mine who is just is balls to the walls with the Christmas music. Um, but I think once you hit uh, Christmas or once you hit Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then, you, you know, Target and a lot of these stores like shut down for Black Friday or at least on Thanksgiving Day. Then you go on Black Friday and they start up the music. I went to Target. What today's what the fifth? I went to Target yesterday. Mm-hmm. The entire ornaments are wiped out. Like most of everything is just gone. There's gifts and everything like that, but like all the ornaments, all the decorations, just completely wiped out already. Where do those people have money from? I, I mean, they uh, hey, pandemic money, baby. Give me my twelve hundred. I need my twelve hundred. I got to get a new tree. You know, uh, the, the whole tradition of putting up a fake tree inside your house, that's always interesting. A fake tree, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's what I do. I'm not trying to drag an old fucking real tree. It's just going to burn down your house because, yeah, no way. No, way. No, no. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, before December 1st, I, look, you got you only got a couple of days that you would I, not. Before Thanksgiving, you're fucking crazy. But, I mean, like, the day after Thanksgiving or whatever, that's when you officially start the, yeah, the Christmas I can see, season. Yeah, I can see that. Especially if you have kids, you're like, okay, the day, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, everyone's off. They put, put up the tree. Right. You get into the mood. I get it. Yeah. But, you know, okay. it's me and my fucking dog. So, what you're telling me oh boy. is that. 
You're wrong. Yes, yes you're wrong. Yes, you're wrong. Yes, 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 yes. The Christmas music before December first, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jesus. All is right with the world once again. I am the champion of stirring the pot. You don't have to thank me, but you do got to respect me. But let me ask you a question. Before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? What am I watching? Which is sports? There's a couple of things I just watched. Uh, I'm almost done with King Richard, which is really great with yep. uh, Will Smith. Um, there's a bunch of actors in there. I don't want to go into that, but I don't want to spoil it because my boy hasn't finished watching it over here, so no, I don't want to spoil it. But no, I, I, that's a, that's a movie. You know, King Richard, uh, Serena, and Venus Williams' dad. I didn't um, know there was six or uh, five of them. I didn't that I didn't know either. Look at so, that. There's five sisters. Thanks for spoiling it. Well, you see that at the first clip. Uh, there's huh. five, but it, it's 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 really. Uh, uh, Kind of a sad story when you look at what uh, Richard was, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you're going to feel sorry for him, but then towards like the middle, you're not going to feel sorry for him. <laughs> so there's a, you know, the plot twist. So I'm literally at halfway through the movie. It's a pretty long movie. It takes two and a half hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And which makes sense. I mean, I, it's a biopic, whatever. Right. Yeah. A biopic? Biopic. Yeah. Biopic. <laughs> you three for find, three. You always find the weirdest <laughs> fucking words to like, yep, Butcher. let's fuck that one up. <laughs> Also, I finished uh, True Story with Kevin Hart. Ooh, that is a thriller. Um, I, I, I don't, is it loosely based on his life? I hope not. I watched the first couple episodes. And I he, sure did, ho- he did say his brother's a fuck up. So. Yeah. Hey, Billy Zane. Can we talk about him for a second? I didn't know it was Billy Zane until like, the third episode. I was like, oh. Are you serious? Like yeah. this is this, you know what he reminds me of is uh you know how uh, uh Steve Carell had his glow up after the office and shit mm-hmm, like he was mm-hmm. just like who the fuck is this dork and now you see him yeah. and he's got like the the gray and the beard and the, and all the ladies are like mm, Steve Carell now <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Scott no more like this dude right here he's got he's got the slick bald head yeah. he's got the little beard and the the, the gray it threw and, me off and I'm like and he's all buff and shit I was like yeah. who the fuck is this guy this the hell and then he's slick as hell and I was yeah. like. Okay, this is going to be a big character in the yeah. show. So I was very it's, interested. It's not the please, sir. I have a child. <laughs> it's not that guy no more, man. Uh, 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 what else you been watching? Uh, the, the last thing I did watch was uh, it's on HBO as well. Uh, Music Box series, which they take, uh, they do like a little documentary on on, on artists or a group. Um, this latest one was on DMX, mm. um, and it takes place from him coming out of prison um, all the way up to his death. Mm. So you see who he was, why the way he was, uh, his relationship with his kids, uh, his new baby mama or girlfriend or whatever it was, um, his dealings with the record labels, his dealing touring and uh, his managers and all that stuff. And then you see him relapse Mm. um, and then him coming out of that. And then unfortunately, he ends up passing away. But it's a good series. If you're a fan of DMX, you definitely want to watch it. Um, Any DMX content is good content. So you, you're a DMX guy? I wouldn't say like that's not my number one guy, but I was one of those, you know, in high school that I came on to and I was like, oh, okay. You kind of like hype songs, you know, like yeah. get songs that get you out super hype. I mean, th- there's no real, I mean, he did do some like good poetry on his albums as well. See, you know, DMX, from what I, I, I was one of the guys that were, the only only thing I knew of DMX, the only thing I do know of DM, the DMX barking. now is the the barking and the fucking, we just make fun of him. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I, I'm a hip hop nerd. 
uh, at least I was in the nineties. Like I, I just played the roots a little bit earlier Tribe right. called quest, you know what I mean? Like fucking, uh, De La Soul common, you know, even later on, like I didn't even give Kanye a chance. And so someone was like, no, listen to this. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I wasn't about Kanye for a Jay-Z while. Jay-Z was the same thing. I was like, fuck Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like, but then like kind of Nas, I was a big Nas guy. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So like hip hop, hip hop, like you, you're, hip-hop. you, you're, you tend to go, you gravitate towards lyricist. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and that. I mean, and the, and the the. I I don't like. I'm not big on like aggressive music. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if I'm listening to rock, I'm listening to like psychedelic '60s, '70s rock. I'm listening to like chill shit. You know, I'm not. I'm not listening to like John Mayer or nothing like that. I mean, I mean I'm not going that far. Jeez. Or fucking garbage ass Dave Matthews band. I still understand how to. Dave Matthews listen. shits on Chicago. Yeah, well, Dave Matthews shits on your ears when you listen to it because it's <laughs> fucking terrible. It is the worst. Do you uh, know what I'm referencing? Yeah, no, I oh, know. Okay, when, okay. He fucking, when he put the dude over the fucking bridge right there, he's like, dude. On top, on top of the boat that was passing by, yeah. You, you know what I heard, though? I heard that his favorite show was actually the Bozo show. So when he pulled up, he was like, doody, doody, doo. Hey, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your dad joke of the week. Yes. What are you yes, watching, sir. brother? Dude, dude. Last week, I took my daughter and we went to go see a really, really cool movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it's coming. That's what she said. Hey, oh yeah, all right, let's do it. You know what that is, brother? Fuck yeah, dude. You is that the original one or is that the new the one? Ori- yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Man, I used lo- I love that series. I love that series. Obviously, because it has SNL actors. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, you, dude, you know me. Oh, Look, yeah. I the girl one. Everyone was going shit, uh, shitting on that. It was one. okay. I didn't I, shit on it. It was okay. I thought it was cool. I I thought the final villain was cool. I thought the actors were cool in it. People were like, "It's not Dan Aykroyd." Like, yeah, no shit. He's in it though. He's saying, "Hey, you have my yeah. blessing." So I mean, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, really, really cool. Picks up the story um, uh, of the Ghostbusters. They find the Ecto one. They, you know what I mean. Um, I don't want to completely spoil it because no, i haven't seen it yet yeah. but i will tell you what this you know this is one. you ever hear people like you'll laugh you'll cry you're shit your pants this is one of the movies oh uh. you know what i mean you're like oh wow very sentimental and also hilarious and also that thing happened you know what i mean so yeah. I, I like i said i, I don't want to spoil it for you just like you didn't spoil it for me even though you know i know that serena williams had like 15 siblings now but whatever you know um <laughs> yeah I didn't, I didn't even ruin that part for you that was later on in the movie um <laughs> Oh, guess what? Guess what? There's ghosts in Ghostbusters. No what? shit. What? No what? shit. What? <laughs> so it picks up where it left out. Is there? Uh, does it leave it open for more sequels? Yeah, there's there there is definitely an opening for um for more. Um, I don't want to get too too deep into it, but uh, you know they they find uh, they find the car. Um, like I said, there's ghosts involved, of course, and uh, it, it's it was very cleverly done, is what I'll say. They did a good job of uh, of piecing it all together. And uh, how was the casting? It was good. I mean, the kid, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was funny. Um, he, he was he was intelligent in it. Um, the kid the, from uh, the kid Stranger, from Stranger Things, Things yeah. was in it. it. It's awkward to see him because he's grown and his his nose has grown as well. So he just looks like this big awkward bird. It's it's like every fifteen. Like baby Egon. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna comment on that because that actually leads to something in the movie. Okay, well, but you know what? Did you watch the the animated series, the Ghostbuster animated series? Um, you, when we were kids, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. with uh, Slimer like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I thought that was awesome too. The same guy that did Garfield's voice did uh, the voice of I think Bill Murray's uh, Vankman. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, like, look, it, it was it was really cool, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I watched a little bit of uh, um, of True Story as well. That was some freaky shit. So I, I can't wait to watch the end of it. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's the holiday season. You know, you go it's time for go, binging. Go watch some damn Ghostbusters, man. It was it was legit. And I hadn't been to the theater in so long. You know, Gigantor goes all the damn time. Like yeah. the last time I went was with him to probably go see some X Men or Star Wars or whatever it is. But I went to the theater and it was like, what, 10, 13 bucks or whatever. And you get there and I'm like, oh, I got my little school lunch tray. And then you got the recliner (laughs) and the heated seats. And we're just like, oh, this is really cool. So, I mean, they're doing a good job of making sure that you're as comfortable as as possible. And and look, it it was a lot of fun. So I I definitely, I definitely recommend that one. All right, y'all. You got got anything else, man? No, man. Let's get out of here. You're good? Yeah. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for the keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now right now don't forget to visit our friends over at acsi.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry go to acsi.tech that's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today Shout out to today's guest, Mike Rodriguez, a.k.a. Mike Deportes. Uh, don't forget to check out part two of our talk with him next week for episode 75. And uh, don't forget to follow him on Instagram and Twitter. You can find him at Mike Deportes, at M-I-K-E-D-E-P-O-R-T-S. Go check him out. Great content. Uh, great stories about his boy, Solaire, coming up back in the day. So you don't want to miss part two great 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 yeah we think we made a we made a friend yeah can we be friends can we be friends well, your friend can we be friends yeah I mean, that's all friends yeah that, that's that, that, look i've been preaching that shit so i mean <laughs> shit uh shout out to our friends at the some of this and some of that podcast uh, new episodes available on all major platforms and don't forget to check out the shine native radio podcast now available on all major platforms mike logic ideal and throw mc talk about sports movies and all types of ill shit go and check them out right now and do not sleep mike logic's new album as i was saying is now available Check out MikeLogic.Bandcamp.com to get your copy now. And the uh, brand new music video for his new single, Solo, is now available on YouTube. MikeLogic.Bandcamp.com. M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K. That's how you spell it. That's right, man. This is a banger from start to finish, man. If if you like hip-hop, this is one of those albums you've got to put in your collection. Yo, I I mean, I I think, how many times have you listened to it just today? Today, at least like six. Yeah, I mean, and I and I had it in my, in my truck listening on the way here, so seven. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. We, hey, we got we got our autograph copy. That's so right. It just stays in the rotation. So yeah, M I C L O G I K Logic with the K. Mike uh, Mike Logic Go and get your copy right now. Shout out to Ronish and Panic, and check out our new beats from the Homie Serious Beats. Uh, shout out to you guys for all the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Molman merch and gear, and make sure to check out PRODBySerious.com. That's PRODBySerious.com to check out all of Serious Beats music. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True uh, Shy Fans on Twitter. This is at True C H I Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. 
Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. The DMs hit us up. Tell us what you think about the show. You're storing the pot ideas, movie, movie recommendations, all that good shit. We love to hear from you guys. You can also reach us at true Chicago sports fans at gmail.com. Before we get out of here, we want to pay tribute to Virgil Abloh, the founder of Off-White and the men's artistic director of Louis Vuitton. He passed away last weekend at the age of 41 after a battle with cancer. Part of a statement posted on Instagram read, For over two years, Virgil valiantly battled a rare, aggressive form of cancer, cardiac angiosarcoma. He chose to endure his battle privately since his diagnosis in 2019, undergoing numerous challenging treatments, all while humming several significant institutions that span fashion, art, and culture. We'd also like to mention on the passing of Lamar Hoyt, who won the 1983 American League Cy Young Award with the Chicago White Sox. He died. He was 66 the White Sox announced his death on Wednesday, this past Wednesday. The team said that he died this past Monday in his hometown of Columbia, South Carolina, following a lengthy illness. Hoyt went 98 and 68 with a 3.9 ERA in eight years in the majors. He had 48 career complete games, including eight shutouts and 10 saves. The six foot three right-hander was a 1985 All-Star Game MVP, pitching three innings of one-run ball in the National League's win six to one over the AL. That's the same year that he was with San Diego, which was his only all-star selection of his career. They'll both be missed. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 75. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. That's right. They're what we thought they were. Yeah, I know. That is not accurate. You know, I have not... um you know, I have great communication with ownership with George and Ted and, and Ryan, but uh, I have not had any discussions. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's off! Uh, oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.